These are my people And this is my land This is what we pray for And this is God's plan All right, welcome to episode nine of the Southern Public Podcast. I'm your host Doug Jernigan, and we are here to talk about hunting. So, yes, sir. Go let everybody know who's here. You got Jamie, Joel, Shane, the usual. Yeah, it's the four of us, right? Dwayne, who usually is on house duty or something, I think he's, he's at the firehouse tonight. So, anyways, we're uh, we're trying to get back on track and uh, and get back in the groove of things. Um, we do have an episode eight that's going to be dropping here shortly. We've run into some tough technical difficulties with uh, I don't know if it's computer or the the way the board was recording the tracks or whatnot. Or it may just be me. So, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, what was the? I'm looking to see what the guy who commented on one of the the videos I posted. He was asking when the next one was. Yeah, Stephen Kenny, um, asking when the next one was coming out, and I told him we had technical difficulties, and it's hard to get you guys out of the woods now that it's hunting season. <laughs> but right, that's fair. But yeah, so we figured we'd uh, we'd do kind of an update. You know how our season's going. Um, kind of get into some saddle hunting. Uh, most of us are, <clears throat> other than Joel, are saddle hunting now. I'm only in about 30%. Three hunts? Two. Two hunts. Two? Yeah, two hunts. Two hunts? Two hunts. Yeah. So one was good and one was, made me wish I had my climber at that moment, but, but we'll talk about it. Yeah. Anyway, it's, uh, I guess you could say it's been slow. I mean, we've, I had the opportunity to, uh, kill what I thought was a doe on uh, Sunday morning and it was a little little spike and, and like one inch one inch spikes on him so I gave him a pass even though he, he would have been legal for the WMA we're hunting are those Florida rules also aren't they no no what What's, what is Florida I, south of 10 yeah five inches yeah north of 10 is something else they, they split it yeah but that and that's I mean that's only on I think I think South private is now three on one side too and that's on is private because yeah. all the D- WMAs have their own yeah yeah regulations regulations right so. right but I think on private South of the interstate is uh, three on one side too but so on private you could you have doe days where on WMAs they don't typically have doe days so yeah like what? the only time I guess WMAs have doe days is what archery season. That's their doe days. Yeah, right. and like with Blackwater, if you're uh, you can draw quota hunt, you know doe tag yeah. or, or yeah. either yeah. either sex, whatever it is. And so every hunt I've had, I've seen deer, and I've had opportunity. Well, close calls with does, but every doe has had a spotted fawn with her, mm-hmm. and I'm still in the point where I, I don't want to shoot a doe that's got a spotted fawn with her. Right. So Just carry that brown spray paint. <laughs> Let it fly. <laughs> and you guys call me an outlaw? <laughs> so, yeah, it, you know, and on a good note, man, I'm I'm getting tons of spotted fawns on camera this oh, year. Oh, man, I, yeah. this year, it's crazy. Like, I mean, a lot of the places I have cameras is, is where I know I'm 
feel pretty good. I'm going to get a, you know, a big buck on camera. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's spotted fawns there. Like, yeah. I, it's crazy the a amount of, of and a bunch fawns. of spikes. Like you've seen a lot of bucks, like yeah. young bucks. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. I've got video of a bachelor group of four spikes and I guarantee you not one of them is over like an inch and a half tall. Yeah. So, yeah, I've seen a lot of spotted fawns this year, more than I have in the past. I guess it's a good thing. And six points, no, yeah. which may end up being, a, I mean, a lot of six points. Like, no, like yeah. to the point, is it a, is it an issue with genes? You know, because like I know uh, Griff, who's the biologist for Geneva National Forest or Geneva State Forest, whatever they call it. He, he, he is aware of the fact that up there in Geneva, they've got an issue with the bucks not having brow tines. Wow. And so it's a bunch of six points. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, and it's hard, like when you, like the special opportunity dog hunt that they do up there, um, it has to be three on one side. But he's kind of giving you leeway if you shoot a big four point because you would expect that he's going to have brow tines, yeah. you know. Yeah. You can't see brow tines on deer half the time. Right. Yeah. Especially when they're running. Yeah. Yeah, I have tons of six points, tons of basket eights. So have you have you seen a buck from the stand yet? Yeah, so what Saturday was a week ago. Um, I think I saw the one of the big bucks that we've got on camera. Um, he come up out of the bottom and went into Planet Pines and then Sunday morning and this is which I, I told you you guys in the group chat, said y'all are gonna think I'm crazy, but I had I, I ended up seeing four does, a spike and a rack buck, and I don't know how big the rack buck was, but uh so I had Two does walked down a, an old logging road, and they were walking back towards the east. And probably uh, about two minutes, a minute later, I hear running, and I look up on top of the hill up at the Planted Pines, and the two does were going back to the west. Not They weren't hauling ass. They were just doing that little little trot, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm moving along. And I caught, catch something out of the corner of my eye, and I see another deer coming, so I grab my binos, and I throw my binos up. And sure enough, dude, it's a rack buck chasing these does. Now, and I, I've got video from on November 9th for, it's four separate videos, which are, they're a minute and a half long on the morning of November 9th, two different bucks chasing does all over that ridge. And our rut's not till February. Right. You know, and so I, I threw that out there in the group message on Sunday, Sunday morning. And then Joel, mm-hmm. what happened to you? Yeah. yeah. So that, um, well, that was this this past weekend. That was Sunday, Sunday sun, afternoon, yeah, yep. Sunday afternoon, and uh, all of a sudden, here, I mean, just two does come come. Well, a doe and a yearling come running by me. I just got in the stand. I wasn't in there thirty minutes. It was like one thirty. I sat down, and it wasn't even two o'clock yet. And here they come. They ran by me at like fifty yards, and uh, I'm just like, man, you know, I was thinking, you know, maybe another hunter came in and bumped him or something. And then all of a sudden, I start hearing, bah, bah, bah. I'm like, man. This is archery season. What in the <laughs> world's right? going on here? And I was like, well, that's, you know, that sounds like a dang buck. You know, maybe there's a buck chasing him or something. And I would have never thought that if if Doug hadn't have been right. saying that, you know, before. And I was like, man, this is kind of weird. So all of a sudden, um, so it was grunting. So I so I, I soft grunted towards it and, and it turned 
because the, the the doe and yearling they had already kind of run off and it turned and, and started coming to me and that's when i saw you know it was a big cow horn spike probably 10 inch spikes and he kind of he came up there about 30 yards and then he kind of skirted and and caught their scent and and went on after him but i mean he was just a grunt man it was pretty crazy yeah and you pulled a camera today had deer grunting on it yeah 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 that doe i had uh, that sunday morning yeah. The doe I saw, she was you, I could she was a good eighty yards away, and I could hear. But a few minutes later, she had a spotted fawn. So I think those does, and it's just that like, that little bat, you yeah. know, and you can hear it. That's what this deer was doing. Just mm-hmm. like it's it's yeah. making sure the fawn knows, hey, I'm oh, yeah. I'm going this way. And it's hard to watch those videos or listen to those videos and uh, hear those deer, and then go grab your grunt tube and even yeah, remotely feel like you sound anything like a a, right. a damn deer. That's because I'm like that's why I use that True Talker because you can literally barely breathe in it. Yeah, and it to me it's the most realistic one that I've found that really sounds like a deer. Is it the old school red the, or the black, the black one? one? Yeah, the old yeah, school one. That's what I got to. So you literally barely breathe in it, and I mean, deer can hear. I mean, look at their ears. I mean, Big we, we can hear pretty good. I mean, but they're, they're cupped. I mean, they're just. They and they can turn way those better. jokers 180 Yeah, they hear degrees. way better than you realize. I mean, yeah. so a soft grunt at 100 yards, they hear it. I mean, yeah. easily. But so um, so this past weekend, so let's see, it was, uh, I think it was Friday afternoon or sometime. Or no, maybe it was, I can't remember. So I checked this, I checked this one camera and I, and I, I had some good eight points and uh and another, there was two different eight points. And on on this was on November 9th, or no, November seventh. Can I can I add real quick just a real quick su- suggestion before we started the podcast? I was like, is this episode this episode nine right? And Joel says you need to start writing that stuff down. You you question every day of everything you talk about. You need your own little planner so you can be like, oh, I'm going to talk about this at the podcast. Yeah. So I need to write down it was on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> but mainly, I checked the camera and I saw that this buck had come come right down the edge of these planter pines, and I and I'm basically hunting where I had seen the eight and six sparring like the second weekend or whatever it was of archery season. So one of these eights is the same is the same buck. So he's coming by at like six thirty that morning, and then he comes back by the you know coming the other direction at like it was it was late it was at night, so it was like eight thirty at night or something. So it was definitely you know it was dark. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so the direction he came from in the afternoon or, you know, at night, I said, well, I'm going to hunt that, you know, this was Saturday afternoon. I said, I'm going to go that way, a pretty good ways. And maybe I can catch up to where he is during daylight in the afternoon if he does the same thing. So I came in and where I was trying to go, I had a pretty good idea where I wanted to go. And, uh, this place is just, there's acorns everywhere. There's bedroom with planted pines. There's hook trees everywhere. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. The amount of, of velvet rubs in there. So I mean, like there's fresh, yeah, fresh rubs. Yeah. There's, there's a ton of bucks in this place and there's nobody in there messing around. So these deer don't have the pressure yet for some reason. So anyway, so instead of going on around the section and coming in the easy way, the shorter way, I, I kept the wind in my face and, and walked way longer just to have to where the deer didn't know I was in there. So I, I find this tree, get jacked up, and uh, it wasn't long 
and and I and I uh, I hear something kind of breaking brush in in the in the woods, probably eighty to hundred yards from me. I was like, man, what in the world was that? You know, it it wasn't a sound you really hear. Well, then all of a sudden, this this deer steps out, and I'm like, oh shoot, that son of a gun's got horns. And it was that it was a six point. And uh, so he's coming, like he's literally coming straight to me, and he stops. He hit he hit my ground scent where I had walked. By walking the long way around, I had to pretty much walk through where he went. So, which I didn't know he was going to do that. But so he stops at my ground scent. And now I'm like, well, dang, you know, I could tell he knew something was was not right. So about that time, I hear something thrashing again. And then another buck steps out and he's bigger. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I, I still couldn't tell exactly what it was. So I lift my binoculars and I'm like, oh, dang, that's the, that's that same eight point that I saw, you know, before. And I'm a pretty good ways from where I saw him the first time. So here he comes. Well, he goes to hook in this bush right there, you know, coming up behind that six. And the six is like, and he kind of bristles up at him a little bit. And the six kind of bounces off. And the six, he might have been legal, you know, I think to, he was to shoot. Yeah. Um, but now, now that I see this eight coming, I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to try him, you know. So he gets right up there and boom he locks up right there where my where he hit my ground scent and he's quartering to me he's like 47 yards there's a bush in the way i mean there's just you know it's just not an ethical shot to try to take so he stands there for forever yeah but and we finally have a dog. what's that yeah but we have a yeah dog. but i'm not taking i mean <laughs> All that's right. several times that i've had a good deer about that yardage and i'm i just you know shot it right i know how far he is and i you know i feel like i can make that shot on a target but right. a deer is a whole different deal you know but just quarter and two is i don't like that shot anyways you know even if you get one lung you still might not find the deer but so he he ends up figuring out he didn't like it and he bounced off you know and and ran off so i didn't didn't get him but so a couple questions with that story. Um, you're with those deer walking where you are crossing where you walked in. What what do you do like for scent control, if anything? Or are you okay? So so this is what I I think has happened. So I I've been wearing rubber boots for many many years now, and I have and I ever since I started wearing rubber boots, I have not had a problem with a deer even knowing that I walk through there. They'll, they'll walk right there. You know, I've never had an issue. So what, what I think happened was I was, I was at the gas station. Obviously I'm not pumping gas in my hunting boots, but I was in my work boots and the gas pump, like two over from me had overflowed. Like somebody went inside and it was like, there was gas all over the ground and the attendants were out there. They were putting kitty litter down. And like, if I'm going to get gas, I'm going to have to stand in it. Okay. So, but I'm in my work boots. No big deal. Right. Well, you get in your truck and now mm-hmm. my, my, you know, my, my husky liners and my, my, you know, my pedals, I'm sure they got some kind of gas on them. Right. Right. So now when I'm driving through the woods with my hunting boots on, I probably transferred some of that on there. And I mean, a deer yeah. knows, you know. You need to get you some plastic booties to slide over your hunting boots when you're driving. That's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> I got a box of them. Right. Truck. Uh, yeah. Well, so this year I started wearing just regular hunting boots instead of the rubber boots. And I, I haven't had any issues. Um, now, but almost every deer I've seen that I could have had an opportunity at worked their way downwind. And they always, if, if they didn't blow, they were alerted to like something doesn't seem right. But it, I, I think even if you spray, if you do everything you can, I'm wearing, you know, scent lock and all that stuff. And it, they're still going to smell. You didn't use uh, any of that nose down scents cover spray is what it was i wish i'd have had something on my boot i just had no i mean so like a long time ago i used to wear the rocky lace-up snake boots mm-hmm. work great 
whatever felt better if i did see a rattlesnake you know i'm not going to test them out but uh, you just you feel you <laughs> feel better your foot in his you know you feel better wearing that stuff okay yeah. so um so i had had this this big buck that i was after and i got right in there in the thicket i mean his rub line coming up out of the out of the creek and everything and i'm set up and i guarantee you i probably couldn't even see 40 yards um as far as be able to shoot so this is late muzzleloading and i had gone and walked to another tree that was maybe 30 yards away walked over there to that and i looked at it and i said no there's too much canopy here i really won't be able to see anything so all i did was i walked straight back to the original tree that i climbed climbed up it and probably 30 minutes before dark i hear a deer coming like parallel and cutting deer, those trails on the creek and i caught just a little flash of rack so i soft grunted twice and that deer stopped and literally came straight to my tree and he is like 10 yards and he is he hits my trail that i had walked to that other tree smells where i had where i had walked and literally comes inside out and leaves ne- couldn't get a shot I lo- he needed one more step at 10 steps a mature I mean, was he a mature oh he's buck? mature mature i think that has a lot to do with it it too. does i think so, those those older deer have smelled it they they're humans they, so know, they know like this you know this shit ain't right yep so because, back back in the in the 90s Whenever I was living in Tampa, I had gone to Bass Pro Shop and bought some Rocky hunting boots, you know, lace-ups, and uh, literally bought them, left from Bass Pro Shop in Orlando, and and drove back up here to hunt. Had a lock-on. I was setting in my lock-on, and I'm setting in my lock-on, and I'm like, man, I smell cat piss. I'm like, what the hell is that, you know? And it's like every deer that come around blew at me. And I had a, a, a good buck coming down the edge of the Planet Pines. All, I was on Six Point Road at uh, Seven Point Corner, hunting that, that edge right there, and uh, had a buck coming to me and just fucking, like you said, come unglued, son. Just, I'm like, what the hell, you know? And I, I could smell that, and, and, and I'm like checking, checking my armpits, you know, everything. And something made me check my boots. So I unlaced my boot, took my boot off, and sure enough, it was those brand new boots, that PVC, that plastic, just smelt like cat piss. So I abandoned that hunt, abandoned the, the boots, went back to Bass Pro Shop, and... Uh, Your boots smell like cat piss, on. I want my money back. Yeah, yeah, and but they were, and I didn't have my receipt, so they weren't going to return them. I literally, I showed my ass. I mean, I absolutely, I store manager, I, I told him, I literally took the boot and shoved it in his face. I said, you sell this, why the fuck would you sell something like this? You know, and uh, I said, I said, you obviously don't hunt. And uh, so that's the problem with Bass Pro Shop is y'all sell golf shit and everything else. And, you know, you don't have real hunters here. That, I mean, they ended up giving me my money back. But yeah, I, I hadn't bought a pair of Rocky boots since. Yeah, I, I had a pair of Rocky rubber boots I wore for years. I still had deer lock up when I walked through, yeah. you know, even with a rubber boot on. Yeah, and, and sometimes think it's just, you know, it's because you're transferring stuff from your vehicle. And, and there's there's times when you think for sure you're going to get busted. And they, and, you and they don't. Yeah. You know, it, it depends on, and it could be, we've kind of got in a little more of dealing with like thermals, using milkweed and watching how it, how it moves through the, through the air and I mean, goes up and down. You and, can ask Joel. I very rarely lose, use any cover scent. I mean, and he doesn't either. It's it's always we're trying to hunt the wind. Yeah, know? where's the deer, where we think the deer coming from versus you know we want the wind in. Well, our how face. many times has that 
has a deer come from downwind of you or circled downwind of you? They circle a lot. A lot, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah, Especially so, if you're calling. If, if you're using any yep. kind of calls, you know, they're going to try to Oh, man, to they can downwind. pinpoint where you are quick, too. Yep. So there's there's this, there's one scent eliminator that actually, whenever that happened with my boots, and um, I said, okay, I, I, I used all of it last year and ran out, but it's called SCO 10X, S-C-O-E 10X, and it's it's a scent eliminator. It's not for like just for hunting stuff. It you know, it's, it's actually like, a commercial. It's a commercial grade. It, I mean, it's like for for cat urine and just spray all, on your couch. All kinds of you stuff. know gas, right? And like so so I so a friend of mine, um, him and his dad, they they go hunting. You know, Kentucky, all over the place, Tennessee, and they swear by this stuff. You can buy it and concentrate and dilute it and and put it in a spray bottle. He's like, man, just try it. So I I was kind of skeptical, you know. So I ordered. They have like a little sample kit. So I ordered it and I had just pumped my gas and I got a little bit of gas on my hands. And you know how strong that is. Like you yeah. can wash your hands with regular soap and you smell your hand and you still smell it. So like the gas, literally, I took a napkin, dried up, dried off my hand, sprayed that stuff on my hand, immediately smelled my hand. And I swear you could not smell anything. Hmm. I was like, wow, this right. stuff might be pretty good. So I ordered me some more of that stuff. And we'll you can see. get it on Amazon. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. What's it called? SCO. S-C-O-E 10X. Is it expensive? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's freaking, I mean, right. you try to get gas in your hands and just spray any other hunting supposed to be scent killer, it's not going to do anything. This stuff actually. See, we need to. And that's a, that's a, you can buy it in a concentrate, right? Yeah. You can buy it in the, you can buy it by the gallon or you can buy it in the spray bottle. Yep. Yeah. So what we should do is buy that. And market our own market shit. Market it. Southern Public Scent Control. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> Now you done but cats yeah, I mean, out of the pretty, bag. It's pretty. I can edit all, all this but, out. I mean, the stuff works. It works good. <laughs> so, but what else? Um, what else? What we have got? you seen? No. Do you haven't? Have you hunted much? I haven't hunted a whole lot. I've only hunted what I think two or three times. Dang. Uh, I, ever I, since I you fell out of your. Well, I hadn't had time. I've been wanting to go. Joel's scared. called me a couple of days, and he's like, "Hey, man, can you go?" Nah, I thought I could, and nope, they throw a late appointment in on me. That's the way it, it works me for up, me. But, Joel needs new friends. I did just don't plan on I I like if I don't plan to hunt during the week, yep. then I can hunt during the week. Right. I plan to take the day off, and yep. I end up somebody's calling you like, "Hey, you got to yeah, go do this." Fucking there. I'm I mean, at I, work. I did so. hunt. I did hunt Friday uh, afternoon. I got a chance to get out. I mean, I got. I think I got the stand by about two thirty. Yeah. And uh, got to where I was wanting to go. There's another truck there, and I'm like, "Damn it!" So I just went in blind to a section. Um, that's usually when you see one. Well, I didn't see anything. No. Nothing at all. And then I was like, man. And there was good deer sign going in. Looked like something that had been there right before I got there. Probably middle of the day. Yeah. Um, didn't see nothing there. Had to, you know, cut grass all day Saturday. And then me and Joel went Sunday morning. Seen two does come in behind me. They turned and went the other way. And we got down. And as we got down, he's like, come here and look at this. Look at this fresh rub. And I look up and I'm like, there's a deer. <laughs> How far? 60 yeah, probably to about 80 yards. 60, 70 yards. I, I figured out the way to get invited to Joel's Big Buck stands. How's that? Work on Saturdays. <laughs> Man, I had to work Saturday. I really don't know where to go. <laughs> Just come with me. Well, I got to hunt a little bit this weekend. I uh, unfortunately we laid my mom to rest this weekend, oh, and uh, sorry to hear that. So we'll we'll dedicate this one to mom. Yeah, there you go. But so I did. Um, I had family in town and and did some stuff to uh, kind of celebrate mom's life. But we uh, I got to get out Sunday, um, and uh, like I said, I saw deer. Saw deer both sits, and and I'll if we get into talking about saddle hunting, I'll share my experience with a saddle 
twice. <laughs> so we we kind of started this thing trying to help people out. Um, right. So some of the places you guys have been seeing deer, are, are you still, is it transition lines like Plain of Pines, um, ridges, bottoms? What are you? Edges. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's basically a lot of it is there's Plain of Pines and then there's acorns and, and you know, acorn trees and big woods um, that borders that, which yeah. creates an edge. And then there'll be like another thicket that's through the big woods and then it's another thicket and it's not it's more like so you've got like three different features yeah it's, yeah, a, it's it, a whole it's ba- it basically creates a funnel a funnel and two more edges that there's like a bottom in between mm-hmm. so they're filtering off of the i guess you can almost say the point of the planet pines so they're coming off right. of two edges and then there's a it kind of goes down into a bottom a little bit and then off of that bottom there's an, another thicket and there's two more edges there so they're they're just it's a perfect transition for them coming off the hill coming off the bottom everything just all comes together right, right there yeah and that's what you it want when you're, big... when you're bow hunting. You want everything to come together right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one really close spot. It's kind of like that place that that we went to yesterday. The mm-hmm. one that I showed you on on X. I was like, man, I always wanted to go over there and look at it. Let's go look at it. And so we went over there, and sure enough, dude, there's a, a what two trails, three trails where where the gully comes up to the Planet Pines. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, <clears throat> yep. It's like I mean, and I'm talking not not just a slight i mean it like really just bottoms off and like it's a cliff yeah like it's, dead shit fell i mean like nothing's going through there unless it's forced to go through there and so the terrain that ridge rolls around and then it drops and comes up to a point and it's probably from from the edge of that gully to the edge of the planet pines is probably maybe 50 yards max yeah. Yeah, I think. And there's like talking about three trails. I looked right there too. I think you don't know. Yeah, you don't even know. We got it. Bob South. Bob Bobcat South. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It looks like they I had to have I know bought, some, borrowed some dirt right there or something at one point. Yeah, I mean it's it's not. It doesn't seem natural for it to drop off the way but it does right there. Did you see that one? I almost put a camera right there. Did you see that one trail that's coming up? Yeah. On the south, on the on the north side of that, gully. yeah, that comes, and, and then it then it it runs the 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 that the edge going towards the yeah yeah yep I I we didn't we actually went in there to pull a a lock on yeah and, that was funny he ain't as he's not as young as he used to be <laughs> <laughs> well and so when they they hung this stand so they used screwed in screw in steps and it's on a pine tree that leans what. The pine tree, yeah, that leans, and they put the steps on this side. On the oh my goodness, not, so not they. I would not want to be like no, cliff hanging yeah. and climbing into a so thing. So that's tree. what that's what it's like is like rock climbing. Oh yeah. heck, because no. you, you, you're if your toes slip off a little bit, you're just hanging. Oh dude, you know? no. And he, he's got no no line. I didn't bring nothing. a, he just, a line. It was a last minute. Like he's like, well, you want to get it? I'm like, yeah, let's pull it down. And uh, and it's I, not I, and it's not just a. It, so, it's a big yeah so jamie jamie won't hunt out of like just a regular small lock on it's one of those uh it's like a big dog or something it's bone collector you well, know big, yeah with yeah. like uh, almost like the millennium yeah it's a millennial seat and it's got the fold-up shooting <laughs> rail you, i mean you would like that millennium 150 uh, m150 yeah 
Yeah, you can put a sleeping bag on it, lay on the platform. See, that's, that's I'm good. comfortable with that. See, but, I, I mean, I, the only reason it didn't come down is because it's got that damn cinch strap with the cam buckle and not being able to have two hands to... I mean, I snatched but I'm bear hugging the pine tree and snatching on it, snatching on it, and I couldn't ever get it to break loose. At one point, I went under the tree thinking, well, if he falls, I'll catch him. <laughs> <laughs> and that lasted about five seconds. I'm like, fuck that. I ain't <laughs> Joe, so, Shane, come get us. I mean, Bring the deer cart. And I did. I mean, I, we, we walked up to it, and... And that was the first thing I said to him. I was like, why the fuck are the steps on the backside of this tree like that? You know, it's like, so, you know. How long has that thing been there? Three. This is the third year. Yeah, third, third I, I got year. one we got to go get. Did it seem like it was the seat was still all right? Yeah, I mean, everything's in, in good working. We could put that in We'd an probably, oak tree at like eight foot up. I'd sit in it. <laughs> yeah, we, we would probably have to. We'll probably end up having to cut the damn strap. To get yeah. it to, to fall, but, but so yeah. I, yeah, I just wanted to kind of hit on that, you know, where the type of terrain we're looking at, where we're seeing the deer, and pretty much all of it is around those like, edges. Bedding in the planted pines is yep. what yep. we're assuming, and then they're coming into the big woods and and hitting the the oaks that are dropping acorns. Yep, so, and it's and it's funny, you know, because as the season has progressed, I've been forced to move cameras and change hunting tactics, you know, and. Uh, and I said on our last podcast that I knew where the big eight was going to go, you know, and I think, think Dwayne was the one that said Bobcat Ridge. And I said, Nope. I think it was me. Was it you? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so he's back. We do. Oh, y'all found him again? Oh, oh, yeah. Yep. And he's not at Bobcat Ridge. No. So, and he's out of any danger of any red, redheaded fellas killing him or anything like that. Nothing so, against redheaded fellas. <laughs> so, so yeah, we uh, one time. I mean, he was just on camera one time, but uh, we're we still out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've got two that we're trying to locate, and one is a absolute stud. We hadn't seen him since last year. And which one's that? Uh, Elvis. Elvis and Crabclaw. So have you been over over by Bobcat Ridge on that one that you got the picture of? Where the yeah, bear? Uh, I've hunted, hunted a couple. Day. I've hunted a couple times. Have you? Well, you should have hunted that Sunday. Really? Sunday afternoon, west wind, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, because you especially think if you just set up on that that yeah. that east edge right there. Yeah, you think he's especially over if, in that area. Yeah, if he's coming, if he's coming from the west, like you think. I think he's staying down in them bottoms is where I think. Yeah, and cutting back and forth. Yep, I think he's. I mean, just think about it, dude, because you saw him. Yeah, you know, I feel like he's staying down there in that bottom where it's thick, and then if something bumps him, he comes up on the top and goes in some, you know. In that spot. Yeah, I mean, and I think I don't. I don't think I've gotten any pictures of any big bucks, mature bucks, outside of a transition. Well, I ran. I did a bunch of scouting, and I moved trying to find um, my tall G two seven point. Mm-hmm. And then there's another another seven that's with him. That was an eight last year. But I'm trying to figure out where they're at right now. I got like five cameras set up. Yeah, but we. We got him on a couple cameras, yeah. but he, I mean, he, one time. Same, yeah. And like the one camera that I had to where it was a basically a transition line, and I mean, they were just wearing this dang trail out. I mean, it wasn't just the same trail, but it was pretty much, you know, if you look on a topo map and you got that line, that's that was pretty much their trail. Right. So they were just back and forth, back and forth. And uh, so I put a camera in there way before season, left it in there probably a month, going there to check it like right before season starts. 
parts and my camera's gone and that's and the bear the bear ripped right. it off so like all that intel that i feel like i should have had was was lost so i did put another camera back in there and matter of fact i left my stand in there um because I, I went in there and hunted on an afternoon hunt and got in there and and, and jumped the deer it was like 50 yards from my stand so it's oh, funny you, you say that about he's on a if you look at the line on the topo that's where he's at mm -hmm. and where i got the big eight again was on a, on a line on a topo yeah and he just about walking that line yep. i'm telling you right now they they follow if, them. if you start paying attention it's, it's where topo them. lines are and start like because i mean i'm if you look at my hunt stand map it's ridiculous it, old rub i don't care what it is yeah. fresh rub old rub scrape anything like that that i mark even if that dang rub's probably 10 years old i mark it because it tells you what i mean what bucks did before they do again like they just their creatures they just you know their generations just keep doing the same crap so yeah the like, old ones teach yeah. the young ones yeah. and they so just keep following if you suit. look and pull up a topo line or pull up a topo map that has your pins on where all that stuff is and start looking at it. You'd be like, holy crap. Yeah. Right. Them See, now that's are that's, walking them lines. So that's, that's some shit that we can, that people can take that. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's not just certain spots. It's everywhere. Right. Like they do it all the time. Hmm. So like if you take where I was historically getting the big eight, the big seven, uh, Casper, if you, what you, you had made mention of it going in there, like you don't realize that right there that the terrain drops right you know and that's where i'm getting them at and there's there's it's a just a slight, slight you know and, and, much. and going up to ohio and really having to look at a topo map that's what it, makes you it helped me here even though it's we flat. call it flat right but there is those slight transition or those slight you know elevation changes that that make a difference yeah, they're not deer. they're not 80 to 300 feet like in Ohio, <laughs> right. but you know, just a few feet, but it makes it, it just that few feet makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Like Doug and I aren't standing at the bottom of it going, I ain't going up there. And if we kill a deer <laughs> and it goes down there. <laughs> so for instance, like, so there's where, where I had an encounter with Elvis last year, mm -hmm. it right through there, like where he, he was feeding though, but right where he was walking is an old, old, old rub line that comes right there where my lock on is. And if you pull up the topo map and look, all them rubs are right on that line. Yep. Same hmm. thing with what we call the buck trail. Same, same exact thing. It there's a freaking line that comes right up through there, and that's where they're that's how they're traveling. So interesting. And that, start start paying attention to your topo lines, and it'll it'll really yeah. show you kind cool. of how the deer travel. Yeah. So you could if you're out scouting. And you've got the topo up on your, if you're using Onyx like we do. Well, we and, use Hunt Stand. Same well, day. You need to get on board. I had, I had, <laughs> I had Onyx for a year. And but if you. I didn't care for it. If you find a rub or, or something, you can look at that topo map and be like, all right, well, I'm going to follow this and see if I find some more. So yep. it'll give you some places oh, to. Yeah. Well, and see, Joel's very good at. You know, we, we pick on him all the time because when you pull up his map on hunt stand, it's like it's all you hit the the navigate, you know, the the button that tells you where you are, and it's like, damn it, <laughs> you don't you don't see where you are. You have to zoom in, right? right. You know, like super. I mean, like a hundred times, like oh oh oh, here I am. So you know, that's the one thing that I like about. Uh, you can filter it down though. I mean, oh, can you? Yeah, yeah. 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 So I was gonna say yeah. with Onyx, I can like. A lot of, I got, my OCD doesn't allow that shit. So I actually kind of, I went in and like some of the older stand sites that I don't hunt a lot, I put those in a different different folder and like each year I changed the color of my pen. Yeah. You know, and so like I'll only keep like three years of history on there. Mm -hmm. And can so. you, can you 
go on hunt stand, can you go on your regular computer and, and do I, things? I, oh, yeah. I think, I think you, can. you can. Yeah. The cool thing I like about the hunt stand, though, is like if you're just looking to like Joel will be talking during the week. He's like, hey, you going hunting? Well, I thought about going out to check a camera. So as he was saying, you could filter it. You just hit this button on there that says trail cameras, and it pops up every trail camera that we have active out there. Right. So do you eliminate your pins for your trail cameras as you move the camera? So Yeah. So yeah. what I do is I whenever I pull the camera, I, I change the pin from trail camera pin to just a, a, a like a plain Jane doesn't have anything it's yeah, called nothing. custom it's just a plain pin right and I change it to that that way I can be like okay that's we'll where back. I that's where I used to have one just so a we, history of just a yeah, history so you yeah. can look at it and tell okay so we were getting him here at night we've moved the camera 200 yards to the east west north or south now we're getting him in the daylight over here so we know where we need to move yeah you so it, it, you can kind of create a pattern yeah. yeah and I put my I put the date that I put it out yeah. on the camera because we got so many dang cameras and they're not all put out the exact same day. So like, just so you can be like, right. okay, well that camera's been out two weeks or whatever. Yeah. So we, yeah, he goes, Hey, this camera needs to be pulled. If you're in that area, pull that camera. Okay. No problem. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is he's very good at, he marks rubs, scrapes, and everything. I'm like, okay, cool, rub. And I just keep going. You're right. I'm you're like, like you mark like that's the tree I'm going to sit you in. You know, we give him that one. Yeah, we give him shit about it, but I mean, it's, it's really something that I should be doing too. Oh, he's got data for how many years? Yeah. You know. Yeah, that. and that's the thing. We go, we got access to his. We can't change nothing on his, but we could go see what he, mm-hmm. you know, has got out, and we can go and look and start pattern. Hey, these deer are doing this. So, has there been places that you marked or hunted? like five years ago that you just quit. And then all of a sudden, just one day you're like, I'm going to go in there to that pin. I'm going to go sit in that tree. Well, I mean, there's places that are like that, that, you know, every now and then I'll be, I'll think, man, I ain't been over here in a while. Boom. Right. Let's go. <clears throat> but like the places that we hunt, I've put so much time in. I, I would venture to say that I know the woods pretty much as good as the deer do. Yeah. Like there has, there's not a yeah. square, a square inch. I mean, every time I walk through the woods, I don't walk the same way. I walk different to where I can, you could literally drop me off out there and I could walk maybe 50 yards and I guarantee you I'd be able to know where I'm at. Yeah. Just, well, I think just cause I, I walked it so much. I think I had mentioned what someone told me a long time ago on our first podcast that when you're hunting someplace and it's a huge piece of a big chunk of land and you kind of can be overwhelmed by it. It's so big. You're like, I don't even know where to start. And he said, take a two or 300 acre area and learn that. Like it's the back of your hand. He's like, figure out the deer in that area. And then once you do that, then move on to another place. That's a lot of what we have. The places that we have that we go, we can't hunt them all in one year. Right. You know, in one season, we can't, it's not possible. I mean, it's possible if we just, you know, I'm going to go over here for an hour, go over here for a couple hours. Right bounce around but we've got so many places it's just like dang but we know basically every inch of that woods so if you got an 80 acre block we know that 80 acre block yeah you know? yeah and we've got and it and it, and it doesn't come that, from sure. doing it one season oh it years comes from, it, it comes from years you know i mean it's it's getting out there during the summertime and walking around yes the tr- yes the foliage is different i get that you know but it you know acorns aren't in certain times of the year now they're in yeah you know, it's just but, knowing where them well, and, feed and trees being, and stuff like that are. Being public land, the like your landmarks can change too. They go yeah. out there and, and cut timber, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, or like they're killing. It seems like they're killing oak trees. Yep, uh, in some places, you know, it's, yeah, it does. it's that you know. Last year you couldn't see through it. Now it's it's just wide ass yeah, open. They yeah. fly over or spray. or in the middle of the season. Oh, well, I got a I got a burn going. You know, right. scry burns and stuff like yeah. that. And it's yeah. funny how you'll take uh, an area when you first go into it. You know, when it 
And it just seems so big, you know, and the more you more time you spend in it, you know, you'll you'll be walking and you'll be like, oh, shit, I can't believe I'm already at this this spot, you yeah. know, in your mind, you know, it's it's a good way. It's like miles. There. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, it's like, well, it's like the first time you walk through it, it's like, am I ever going to get out of this? And then, you know, the more you visit, it's like, oh, it's just right there. I mean, when I first started hunting that, that section where I was getting all those bucks at, it just seemed like there was a whole lot of woods there, you know? And part of it, it goes back to the whole them spraying and killing off the oaks, you know? Um, and we're assuming that. No, but that's I, what it. That's what the fuck's happening. <laughs> and you know, it, between that and control burns, what, that I mean, I think everybody here has been in there, and it was in there eight, nine years ago. You know, yeah. ten years it ago, used to be a lot thicker, a lot thicker. And literally now, you can stand at the Planet Pines and see the other side. Yeah, like see through. You can you can see everything going by. So here's something. So now it almost kind of sounds like another area that I used to hunt a lot, okay, a long time ago. And whenever whenever sections get like that where they're just wide open, if you start finding like where the turkey oaks are thicker and it, like it's – say it's just – big pine sage and just open you can just see forever and then you have like an edge of thick it's not thick but i mean you know it's what i'm saying thicker like it's, it's thicker they will and, and say it's just a small finger of it i mean 20 yards wide yeah you if you start paying attention the deer will literally use those little bit of thickets and that's how they'll travel yeah they're edge dwellers like that's what i mean they they're dig. Because they're using whatever little bit of cover they do have. So they're not walking in the wide open. Right. And I mean, that because that's kind of what I used to key on. And I'm hunting this place with a bow. I mean, this is years ago when, and I mean, it's, it was, it was one little place. It was a triangle section um, in a, in a different area. And I can't tell you how many dang deer I killed in that place with a bow, but it's just because I keyed in on that little bit of thicket and I would set up on it. Right. You see how they travel. Right. And you're like, well, dang, I can almost eliminate that right there because it's, too open. Well, it's kind of like where you where you videoed that buck opening weekend out of your tree. I mean, that's I mean that's wide open. Yeah, I mean you there's still edges there. Right. Yeah. There's little little there's, thicket. There's thicket to where. Matter of fact, I sh- I, I should have known better on the tree I did climb because it was so, the the ground cover was so thick right there. I was like, well, they probably could come through here. But if I just would go a little bit further, twenty yards over, it almost created like an edge of thicket where they, where it would make sense for them to go through. And he literally, that buck would have walked right under me. And I should have known that, but it was day one of the season. <laughs> I'm not thinking like that yet. You know what I mean? Like, and that yeah. was when you jacked up the tree and were like, I'm not going to see shit. Yeah. He calls me on the phone. He's like, dude, I'm in the dumbest spot I've ever been in my, I almost feel embarrassed to sit here. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to see me in yeah. here and I'm going to have It's like, one of the, it is the absolutely <laughs> overlooked. Overlooked. Yeah. But I've, I have killed, <laughs> But don't you know that bucks know places like that? Cannot they feel safe in places like that? That's no different from the place during uh, muzzleloading last year. We drive by and see a big buck. And we've been watching, me and Joel both, we drive by and nobody's parking there. Nobody. He's like, I was like, yeah, I've been eyeing that place too. We go in there and how many bucks we see? Yeah. I mean, they weren't. You know, legal bucks, right, right. But they were but rack they bucks, were, sixes and fives and whatever. Yeah. So, so I mean, they were everywhere. I mean, I think we ended up seeing fifteen deer in this small section last year. Jeez. Have you gone and dumped any cameras uh, where you saw that buck uh, weekend before last? <clears throat> you talking about the over by Bobcat? Where, where you killed the hog at? Oh, when you came out and you saw oh him at the yes. Binos. So that's where where that deer 
came out uh-huh. and I saw him, that is the camera with the, that, doe. with the doe grunting. Oh, okay. It was it was just one little trail, and and now that I'm thinking about it, there was there was um, some palmettos, mm-hmm. and you know I was like 200 yards away, so I didn't really know exactly where it was. It was low light, whatever. Well, I think he might have been on the other side of those. I might have put it on the wrong trail. So, yeah, but but we've come to the conclusion, which what we you know the place that we're where he shot the hog, that the hogs have moved in because of the acorns. Yep. And mm-hmm. they have actually pushed the deer out. So once the acorns are gone, we feel the deer are going to be back. <clears throat> yeah, they'll start so, eating the uh, yeah, green, briars. green briars. Yeah, they got green briars. And there's a and lot of that. green briar in there, too. A yeah. lot of it. Go yeah, ponds. I, that reminds me, I've, I've got a video, and when I go and check this camera, uh, go pull this card next time, uh, I won't go look and see what this buck was eating off of a tree. Now, in the video, you can't tell, but he keeps... Lifting his head up, and you can see him pulling on the honeysuckle. Probably, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know, you know. So I'm gonna go look and see what that is that he that he's eating. But uh, he does it, and a and a doe comes in and eats off of it too. Well, you know, you know, talking about the transition lines and edges and stuff like that. A lot of times when it's raining, and I don't feel like you know actually getting in a tree or whatever. I'll wait till about daylight. <clears throat> excuse me, and I'll find an old dim road that nobody ever drives down, mm-hmm. and it's thick on both sides. But they'll use that road as the edge, and they'll travel that road or, or step in the road and look up and down it. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of deer just you know slip down that road and just sit down, and you see them coming across it or walking up it. Either way, I mean, <clears throat> the mold dim roads. I, I keep eyes on those too, just you know, <clears throat> just for that reason. Well, they're getting fewer. They are. They're <clears throat> the ones that that I've hunted over the years, or they've just they've Good. grown up to, to nothing. There used to be one. Uh, up there in the middle grounds that went from the orange stob, that, that corner of not, you know, how, where we park mm-hmm. and you walk and then it turns, there used to be a road that cuts up and went all the way up to uh, eight point corner. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, behind you can, that thicket. Yeah. You can't, you can't find it now. It's yeah. non-existent. I, I love y'all. But used names. to <clears throat> kill, kill the shit out of here right there. <laughs> Love y'all's room. Six point road, seven point. Hey, it's simple, and you know where I'm talking practical. about. Yeah. Very practical. Yep. I mean, so. can't y'all like kill like a nine or a ten? Or no, <laughs> no, we can't. We can't. I I killed a nine last year, but it wasn't on any of those roads. Shit, I, I forgot I, that that was a nine point when I was looking at it in my garage the other day. I'm like, holy shit, that's a fucking nine point. I forgot he was a nine. <laughs> Have y'all noticed that though with the hogs? Which one are you talking about? Oh, the okay. Yeah. Yep. Have y'all noticed that with the hogs coming in? Like, say, you like this year, a lot of places had lots of acorns. Some places had none. It just depended on where you were. But, like, the places that really had a lot of acorns, it seems like if the hogs were in the area, they they just... They're, They've already they, been they, there. They take it over almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have y'all noticed that? It Does it seem like it pushed the deer out? It, and, I don't... They, that, well, in some of our spots, it didn't push them out. It moved them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. It moved them. They're, I mean, they're not completely gone. They just right. move a hundred yards you know, uh, one way it, or the and other. And it, it would be like because when did you send those videos? Saturday morning. <clears throat> so I get down, and well, that explains. Then it was Saturday morning that I got those videos. <laughs> <laughs> so Saturday morning, <clears throat> I get down, I pack up all my stuff, and while I'm packing up my stuff, my phone's vibrating. And it our group chat, and so I get my pack on grab my bow, I start walking, and I pull my phone out, you know, and I'm walking and watching, looking at the videos, you know, and, uh, yeah, you know, it was, it was an eight, it was two eights and a six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so I put my phone out, phone up, 
and I look up and those hogs that I had got on my other camera on the west had come all the way through those planted pines and had crossed the road and was and was standing right there in front of me. So I mean they they travel. I mean they they yeah, they uh, they're gonna go where the food. Those short looked bastards put some miles on them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so like that boar that I shot. Man, you could hear that joker coming for 150 yards yeah. away. Yeah, just nonstop. And like, there's only two animals that do that: a bear and a hog. Like, a deer won't walk like that. No, you know. No, it's what I I think. I think it was Jamie and I was talking. <clears throat> One of the things that I noticed this weekend was deer are very good about, and I don't know how they do it. You know, the whole whole thing a squirrel makes all this noise, but a deer doesn't. But so when I was watching those does. As they're walking, one of the does actually breaks a stick, and it, it snaps. She slams on the brakes and does not move. Like she she broke a broke a twig. She given the wasn't me. Yeah, wasn't she me. and she just stops. <laughs> you know, and I, I think it goes back to that whole survival. You know, they oh, yeah. they're always on alert. They're they're something's always out to kill them. So. I just broke this limb. I'm going to stop, and I'm not going to move, and I'm going to check my surroundings and see what's there. Yeah. And it, it was it, deer are funny. I mean, there, there's <laughs> many times that I watch deer, you know, and get a chuckle while I'm watching them, especially in the mornings when it's nice and cold and they're all spunky and especially them little yearlings. Yeah, yeah, bouncing around. Yeah, I've got yeah. I've got video that I, I videoed with my phone of a yearling playing with a stick. And would throw the stick up and mule kick and and jump around, you know, and then go grab the stick and throw the stick up, you know, and it's like, man, they're that's almost what, like see, that's, dogs. That's why I have a hard time shooting a doe if she's got a little spotted fawn with her. I'm like, I can't. That years ago, I had a, a doe come out and a fawn. Oh, and this is right when my son was born, and this little spotted fawn and the doe were like nose to nose, and I'm like. That's like my wife. It's like my wife and my son. I can't shoot that thing. So God that hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I think I told the story about the the big wood ladder stand in the in the loop road in the section there. So I was in that stand. I was bow hunting. And I shot a doe, and I'm I'm and I am I'm very I I feel like I'm I will give a doe to that last opportunity. You know to shoot her just to verify that there's not a spotted fawn. So this doe, uh, but she's she fed for 20 minutes. I mean, I watched her and watched her and watched her and watched her, and I was like, all right, you know. So I zip her. She runs off. I see her pile up, you know. And so I'm kind of getting my stuff together, and I hear that, me. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? Me. Oh, that's and like, brutal. And I hear something, and I look, and here comes that spotted fawn. Me. Me. <laughs> And I'm like, she is not going to answer you, buddy. And, oh, and brutal. so it, it gets worse. So it, it comes over to the base of my ladder stand and kind of like it was using the ladder stand as cover and was like leaned, like tucked up to the, to my stand going, me, me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. So I'm like, get out of here. You know, I start yelling at it and it kind of trots off. Me. I'm like, son of Sean a would have just shot the spotted fawn too. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I had uh, my youngest boy at the time was Caleb. We were hunting in private property in Bluntstown, and it was doe weekend. So my cousin Angie, she shoots a doe. She's like, I just killed a big doe. We're like, all right. Somebody else shot a deer, and I think it was her husband. 
I was with him. He shoots a deer. So we get down, and we go over there. Her deer fell where she shot it. His kind of broke and run off. He I, he kind of pulled the shot and gut shot the deer. So we get over there, and she's like, man, I killed a big doe. So my youngest boy walks up, and he goes, that's just a yearling. <laughs> you know? She's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've talked about what we've seen and given so, some good so tips. So what's, your, what's y'all's is, so we're fixing to, <clears throat> I don't know, what are we, Battles. two weekends from uh, gun season. Yep. You know, yeah. Less than, uh, about a week, a little over a week. So so you um, got one more weekend to archery. Got one more weekend. So, uh, you know, the, what do they, what do they call them up north? The Orange Army. <laughs> right. Orange Army is going to be, be in. And uh, so, which you two guys are, are part of that. Y'all are, y'all participate in the the old rifle hunting thing but so so how is looking at gun season opening i'm assuming you're already thinking ahead how 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 is your hunting going to change come thanksgiving come opening hopefully it's cold yeah like for instance well it's not gonna be so yeah it's gonna be in the 40s yeah on a real cold morning i want to sit somewhere where there's some sage some big trees sage you like broom grass over yeah yeah Yeah. a cut over of some sort where Where they're going to come where they feel safe because there's you know turkey oaks or what you know some kind of there's higher cover out there but once you jack up you can see you can see right right i like hunting places like that especially with a rifle someplace you can see a long way and catch them trying to slip through yeah Getting the sunlight. I, I still like hunting in the you know in the thick stuff with a rifle too, but you know, fifty sixty yard shot at most right. in some places. But we've we've got a few places. I I killed a buck out of last year. Joel's boy Cole killed one out of last year, or shot one. Couldn't ever find that one. Um, but it's it's an older cutover. It's probably what six seven years old now. Mm-hmm. Um, that so seems it's, to it's, it's be getting, the magic number, man. Yeah. So yeah, it, when, those those cutovers are getting really just. Good. I mean. The trees are just big enough to where you're like, I mean, man, you, you it, can just tell, like, looking at it, you're like, deer's going to be using that just because yeah, it's, it's, it's high enough and it's, it's thick enough, but you know, but you, you have to be looking. I mean, you, you got to be paying attention. You know, the deer I killed last year, I did rattle him in. He come in first shot. I, I, I guess I hit a tree. He broke run and stopped. <laughs> so I shoot him again at a hundred yards and. He runs all the way almost to the truck and falls dead. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. Did you have both of them mounted, the tree and? I should have. I should (laughs) have. But, I mean, that place really paid off late last year. Um, The later the season got, it paid off better. It was better. Yeah. But there's there's spots, too, like, you know, with a bow, you're not really cutting shooting lanes. So there's some spots where, you know, it needs to open up just a little bit more where it is thicker, you know, just so you can – you know, cut it to where you're, you know, cutting against yeah. where they can, you know, travel through where you can get a yeah. shot. See, I would have a, I, I would have a hard time transitioning back into gun hunting. Cause even, even so like when we do our, our Georgia hunt, I, it's a primitive weapon. So I bring my muzzleloader. Um, 90% of the time I bring my bow, but even when I go and set with my muzzleloader, I cannot get out of the that whole bow hunting mentality 
of yeah, they got to get close. Right. I'm picking those places, though. I'm uh, those those pinch points, those funnels where they're going to be on top of me. You know uh, that two years ago. I think it was two, three years ago down there in what we call it Jernigan Ridge. Uh, I was down in a a bottom and literally shot a buck that he may have been 20, 25 yards. You know, one of the things that I've found with muzzleloaders is the entry wound and the exit wound are a lot of times about the same diameter. You don't get a lot of of expansion. Now I, I changed, I went to a hollow point. And I've yet to kill anything with one, but I went because of the fact that I do have that mentality of whatever I'm shooting's normally going to be within 50 yards. Um, but we went down there, and well, there was like five of us, mm-hmm. and just never, you know, never could find pick up any kind of blood or anything like that. Uh, the 10 point that I killed my first year. What kind of bullet was it? Yeah, I don't know. Power belt, green one. Did it have the plastic attached to it, or did it go into a sabot? It went in. It was a sabot. See, I've I've gone back to the old sabots when the inlines got popular to the the forty four mag bullet, hollow point bullet with the fifty caliber sabot. So that's what I'm. And that that right there, you hit him with that, you're gonna find meat. Yeah. So that's what I'm shooting now, but I've I've not put it to work as far as actually killing shooting a deer with it. But before it was the, it's got the little plastic tips on it you know or whatever they're, they're made like out of ballistic yeah uh but that 10 point that i killed i shot him at like 60 yards and we found a little bit of white hair right there where i shot him at but we didn't find blood for the longest time you know maybe like a pin drop see i'm not using that bullet if, if i don't have a blood trail and i don't have an exit well that's why i'm saying me and that bullet are done right i'm not using it anymore yeah <clears throat> See, I've gone to a different, to a white hot pellet instead of the triple seven pellet mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which they burn cleaner. And Joel can attest to that. I'm shooting. We now, shot, man. we shot side by side one year. Um, we went up to Bluntstown and hunted private property. I was hunting. We took our muzzle loaders just to sight them in, and I shot five to six times. He's cleaning his every two. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, that it, it burns. It, you try to you it try to push awesome. a, a third one down in there, and it you're stops. yeah, you're fighting it. I mean, it's 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 so caked up down there. You you almost don't feel like you're getting it packed good. Now, what's it called? White hots. But yeah, it's a cleaner but burning. He probably White shot powder. six six times, and, and he he's like literally button. just pushing it on down like just no like problem. Button. So Joel switches last year. Oh, that's a game changer, dude. When yeah, he, when he put that bullet in, he's looking at me like. And he's just barely pushing it. It's oh, going dude. in. It You're ridiculous. talking about the third shot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's still going down like butter. Like before, I'm almost putting a hole in the top in, in my palm <laughs> yeah. trying to get it packed Turn the down gun in upside there. down, jam it into the ground. Oh, it's yeah. ridiculous. And, you know, the thing about those, though, is they, they burn hotter. So you can shoot 150 grains of those, but it's not going to, it's going to be almost equivalent to 200 grains. You know, my gun shoots 150, and I shot 150 white hots out of my gun. For the longest time. So you use three pellets? I was, but I've gone down to the two pellets two now. Pellets. And, they're and bigger, though. They're 50-grain pellets. Um, Each one of them are 50-grain pellets. Yeah. And Joel can attest to this because he shot the triple set or the I shot, fire day. I shot, I, sh- I always shot the 150-grain, three triple seven pellets with my 250-grain bullet. That's what I always shot. So Shot great, never had problems with it. 
But after I was seeing Shane over there, and I'm over there freaking cleaning my gun every two shots, yeah. and he's over there still blasting away, I'm like, man. Well, you should yeah. only need one bullet. Well, this I, is true. That, well, that's I mean, true. That is, yeah, but but I, I have a story where I shot a deer three times with my muzzleloader before. That's a dumb deer. Yeah. So, yeah. But, so you I, know, Joel. But last year, Joel never adjusted his gun. We go to sight our guns in. He's like, I want to shoot these new pellets. Never adjusted his gun from the 150 grains he was shooting of the old pellets. Pulls the trigger. And it's in the same exact spot as with hundred grain. And he tried, and he yeah, with a hundred grains, <laughs> he shot the one fifty before, cleaned his gun, then he shot the white hots, and the bullet was side by side. Yep, huh. no difference. So I'm and old that enough was that probably what 75, 80 yards, it, maybe close yeah. to hundred. Yeah, it was a pretty good shot. It was a pretty that good shot. There wasn't so the the Pyrodex pellets came out, but mm-hmm. you didn't have your your magnums. You 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 know your right. muzzle loaders weren't magnums, and so when they first came out, Carmen bought one, and so we went sighted in, you know, and he was like, you know, these are magnums, so I can shoot three pellets. Now Carmen is what five foot one if he's <laughs> yeah. wearing heels, <laughs> you know, and so and I'll tell you, I've never shot one hundred and fifty grains out of any of my muzzle loaders because he did the 150 grains, like threw up like he was just normally shooting and it literally rolled him back onto the ground. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why the fuck would anybody want to hunt? Especially like you're in a tree stand. You can't, you can't, yeah. <laughs> your whole tree, your, your stand would just spin around like a corkscrew <laughs> all the way to the ground. <laughs> I, I mean, I still got the first muzzle loader I ever owned. And with that gun, I always shot 80 grains of loose powder. Right. That's what. That's all you shot. And it killed the hell out of deer. And now, you know, everybody wants long range this, long range that. And that's great because with the white hots, you can set up virtually any gun that shoots 150 grains of powder. You could still shoot 150 grains of white hots, but you can shoot it 200, 250 yards now. Kind of quits if you being got a muzzleloader at that point. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's basically shooting like a 30 out six with a 100 grain bullet, 180 grain bullet. Right. I mean, yeah. that's basically what you're shooting. I mean, it's still considered primitive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in all reality, it's to me, it's really it's, not. Well, yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, you can, but like I mean, single you can get into that. Bow, same thing with a bow and arrow. Right. They yeah. say it's primitive, but. Yeah. Eh. And your traditional <laughs> guys would be like, yeah, you know, no, I mean, you're not. Compound bows nowadays. I would say primitive. It would be like a, a recurve. Yeah, recurve, oh, yeah. traditional. Long bow. Yeah. Now, 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 you're, now, you're pr- mm-hmm. now you're primitive. It's been a long like time. I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. I like I went back and it's forth with it. You have one, don't you? Yeah, I've got one. I'm actually contemplating getting another long bow or getting a long bow. Well, I mean, I like them. I've gone it's back good. and forth with it, but about the time I I thought, you know, maybe I'll I'll pick up you know my recurve and and start hunting with my recurve was about the same time we started seeing our deer densities drop, you know, and going from I would bet my paycheck that opening weekend I would have meat in the cooler to where th- – how many weeks are it, are we into it? Almost four. Yeah, yeah almost third four. week. Third week. And, I mean, te- I mean, technically I could have and I probably would have, you know, 10, 15 years ago killed that spike, but I'm – three weeks into it and I've not drawn my bow back. Yeah. You know? Yep. Well, yeah, you have. You zipped a pig. Pigs. Same thing Pigs. I've killed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, none but, of us. And those, yeah, but generally now we've already, somebody has either killed one or two deer in the group. Yeah, but 
I I mean, I've I've had opportunity. I mean, I could have already killed some does, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I think uh, in uh, places I'm seeing these does, there's freaking good bucks. Right. So yeah. I'm like, man, eh, I don't want to shoot a doe. In and place. I think yeah. we're seeing more, you know, quality and more quantity as well. Yeah. But and with the amount definitely of, on the cameras. Yeah, with the amount of spotted fawns I'm seeing, same thing. I'm like, I you know. Yeah. I have a hard time shooting a doe with a little spotted fawn with her. Yeah, I mean, I used to, I knew opening, or I knew archery season, I was killing two does, that that was it. So if I killed two does within the first week, that's, that's all I was killing was two does. That's all the meat that I needed, and I was horn hunting, you know. And now it's like pushing the limit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, earlier we were talking about, but there there was times when you literally saw 15 does in a sit. Yeah. Yeah. So I was. You don't see that now. You know, I was thinking about this on Saturday. Yeah. So Saturday, I, I hunted a, an area that was easy to get to, and and then was going to freshen up some cameras. And so I was I was driving around, driving through, going to all these cameras back and forth, and you know, and I that come you know I was like you know I, it used to be you could you could drive around and just you, deer would cross the road, you'd see deer. You don't. It's very, very seldom anymore that you see deer crossing the road. I think we're getting, we're, we're better now than we were two or three years ago. Yeah. I, well, I feel like we are definitely getting better. Yeah. For sure. I really do. And I yeah. would say that the pressure, the hunting pressure, I think it's dropped. I, it, it hasn't, for my key areas, the, the pressure has not dropped. <laughs> it's picked up hunters. But overall, I think it's dropped. I think going to Bobcat Ridge. You know, uh, where you were talking about y'all's, you know, clear cut, the cut over there. Nobody. So when I went Saturday to to pull my cameras over there on Bobcat Ridge, nobody had been down there since the rain. And it rained, what, on Wednesday? Yeah. Nobody. And even still. Even on the weekend. Yeah. Even yeah. still, over the weekend, nobody, nobody had been in there. And that's, you know, I was telling Joel, sometimes, you know, last, last couple of years, ain't seen a soul. You see somebody drive down, turn around, leave. Mm-hmm. Drive down, turn around, leave. That's all you see. Nobody parked anywhere. Um, this year we've seen quite a few people over there. Now they're just they're gone. Right. You know, he, he was over that way today, and he's like, I've only seen one set of tire tracks. So, and and, and here's the reason why. Is he down, Hunter? Is he down? Is he down? Is he down? Did you see him go down? Did you see? That's that's why there's not as much pressure. Yeah, because is he down? Cause he's cause he's down. <laughs> a lot of the places that I'm that I'm going and hunting though, whenever I'm you know, it's my tire tracks is the last ones in there, mm-hmm. and the next time I come in is still my tire track. Makes you feel good, I'm doesn't like, it? You're like I'm seeing yeah, it here tonight. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I think people, you know, the opening season, they're all fired up. And they get in there, and and I would say the majority of guys that hunt get bored real quick. And if they're not seeing deer or and that, you know, that, they don't kill one, they're like, I'm out. And, and the that's good news the thing is, about public land, though, is a lot of people are getting out there and they're like, oh, we're just going to go here and flood the woods and somebody's going to see something. Well, there's guys killing deer. There are. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody's killing them. There's a few here, a few there. And then it's like second week into it. I've only seen a couple deer. I'm going somewhere else. Screw this. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and I honestly, we're, I think we're fortunate in that we have a lot of a public land available. You know, it's I mean, you've got you've got Blackwater, you've got Yellow River, you've got Escambia, um Escambia River, Point Washington. You got Point Washington. And you got Alabama. 
Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Alabama's 45 minutes, you know, or hell, it's 20 minutes from my house, 30 minutes from my house. But so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's quite a bit available, you know. Um, and I, and I think a lot of people are, are branching out more than, you know, than what they used to. I mean, there used to be a core group of guys where we hunt, you know, you'd see them every year. I, I don't see half, half of those guys anymore. You know? They've all got married and had kids. And <laughs> no, we're their kids no, are already I, having kids. So. Yeah, I think a lot of them has got into leased property. Yeah, got yeah. a track of private ground they can hunt. Well, and and also you know come gun season they're hunting spots like you're talking about that are wide open. And as a bow hunter, we're looking for you know tight spots, you know thicker spots. So those gun hunters aren't going to sit in those those real tight thick spots. They're going to go sit on those big clear cuts and where they can see a long way and reach out there and touch them. Yeah. So. Uh, the guy, no, it, it was on, it was another podcast. It was the one that the, that the dude got on there and just went to just telling all the secrets and everything about this WMA. And, you know, did y'all, you, you I think you were the one that told us about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Southern outdoorsman. Yeah. Oh. Where the guy comes from, like South Georgia or whatever, and and him and his buddies come over for the rut, oh. you know, and that dude's like just spilling it. I'm, oh, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, yelling yeah, at the radio, like you're talking about. Now. Yep. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. You know <laughs> what the hell are you doing? And uh, yep. but yeah, I mean, the, and, and the he, same guy that takes the horns and just bashes them so hard together i don't <laughs> man i couldn't stomach going through the whole thing so i didn't listen to the oh, whole man you missed some good stuff. oh yeah, yeah. You missed some good stuff because so like but yeah i mean he same thing he said you know we'll go in we'll find us one of those big big open pine flats you know and we'll just see for 600 yards yeah and jack up a tree and what the hell's this guy <laughs> talking about <laughs> so so but, how long how long we've we been at it i don't know hour and 18 me so uh, have we gotten through that? Because I want to talk about saddle hunting a little bit. Jamie is excited about talking about saddle a little, hunting. I'm a, a little bit because I've been, like I said, I sat on it twice. The first time. You don't sit on it. <laughs> you I hung, in it. I in swung it. in it. <clears throat> the first time I did, like I, I've learned that picking the right tree is important. A tree that leans sucks. Out. <laughs> if, it yeah, leans if, it in, leans, if it leans into the saddle. then So it you sucks. want it leaning Away from the saddle. Yeah. So mine, the the one I well, said in the second time, kind of leaned away, but kind of went to the left. So it, it just every, the two times I've sat, there's these little things that like, fucking don't do that again. You know, <laughs> all right, this needs to be here. And I was trying, uh, trying to figure out, all right, well, I'll move my lanyard down and then I tried to move it up and then. Tether. I, you moved your tether. <laughs> I, hey, I What's knew I I could tell what you were talking about. Lanyards, it was good for me. Right, okay, all right, cool. <laughs> you have to get technical when you're talking about this. Yeah, thing. see, and and this is <laughs> this is kind of my knees to me. I if I got to press one, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of my problem with this whole saddle hunting is you guys get pretty fucking uppity <laughs> with your saddle hunting shit, and I don't want to be <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. But so anyway, it it is. I, like I told you guys before, I don't think it'll ever take the place of my climber, but there are uses for it. Like getting in Aries, a place, yeah. you know, where there's no trees to climb or, or you find that, that deer sign in a place that there is no big pine trees for a climber here in the South. Um, 
the first time I sat was way better than the second time I sat. And it, just learning things, watching videos and trying to pick up this and that. And I've already gotten into doing little mods and trying to get things. But everything makes noise. When I put the steps on my belt to start climbing, they're hitting my platform. And I'm like, well, this is fucking stupid. I've noticed with saddle hunting that, you know, everybody, you watch these YouTube videos on, you know, different things. And everybody's like, well, you go in because it's so much, you know, it's lighter. You're not carrying a bunch of stuff with you. And I'll give you that. Then, in some instances, but the same people that are talking about these YouTube videos, they're doing a, a bag dump. This is all the stuff I take in the woods. And I'm like, man, that's 150 pounds of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what I you take know? in the woods, a grunt call, two screw-in hooks, my pull-up rope, and my rangefinder. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I had the incident where I fell, I noticed that, man, I had this big bulky fanny pack with backpack straps on it. And I was like, nah, not doing that. I've abandoned that. Now I've got this small little backpack that got my sticks and I've got my platform. Mm-hmm. And... Just a little small, maybe a grunt call, range finder, right, and some screwing, minimal screwing stuff. That's minimal it. stuff. Yeah. So the fix to your sticks hitting your platform. <clears throat> so what I would do is when you unpack and you you hang your sticks from your saddle, the way your your pack is designed, so your your platform is going in the crease. And it's got two buckles that come across the top, correct? Mm-hmm. So what I would do is I would, because it would work like my plateau. So on my plateau, my I don't I don't pull my platform off of my pack until I'm I'm gonna hang it. So where those I would pull my my your EDP out, right? And put it back in the backpack. Nope. And then take your your buckles. And put them through the webbing, through the grate on there, so that it's hanging outside of the pack. It's not tucked away. Mm-hmm. It's just hanging off the back. <clears throat> so okay. All right. Then when you climb up, you've you've deployed all of your sticks. Then you just reach over, snap one buckle, and <clears throat> then reach over, grab a hold of your stand, snap your other buckle, pick your stand up. Damn. See, that's a good idea. All right. Yeah, because when I crawled up, I couldn't have told you that if I hadn't, if we hadn't messed with your your setup right yesterday. Because the second time I sat, <clears throat> I shit, I moved what? I somebody had messaged me oh. today about I, I I commented on one of his posts on one of the Facebook pages about saddle hunting, and I told him to get up with me and I would I would help him out and yeah. and I forgot that he messaged me. <laughs> so <clears throat> I put. The two steps, one on either side of my hips, and I've moved them as far to the to my side as possible, mm-hmm. and then hung the platform right in the middle. And as as you go up, you know you're swinging, and that shit's just clanging and and, mm-hmm. and hitting. And so starting out, I was frustrated. I'm like, well, fuck. But it makes you slow down. I mean, it takes for me, it takes longer to set up the saddle and the whole platform and doing yep. all that stuff. A climber, I've done it a million times, so. I can get to a tree and be up a tree in two minutes. Right. You know, and, and everything, I know where everything is, know how to do it. Uh, and I assume with the saddle, the more you do it, the quicker you're going to get, you know, and so on. But in, and, and you learn what trees to look for and how to approach each tree. Cause like you said, like there'll be times that you'll look at a tree 
and you know in your head you're trying to look for that perfectly straight oak tree you know and it doesn't have to be because uh, you're trying to get out of the climber mindset you know that you need a straight limbless tree yeah it can it can have a little bit of a tilt or you just need to look at your destination spot so it, i i normally try and pick out where i think I'm, my from the ground where my platform's going to end up when i look at where my i want my platform to end up where is my tether going to be then I'll make my decision on how I'm going to approach climbing that tree. Like, like what, where you put your sticks, <clears throat> what side of the tree, and right. So like where I where I hunted at Saturday morning, it was it was almost like a corkscrew because it wasn't a straight oak. It it kind of it had a bend to it and it kind of straightened back up. So I had to start out on one side, you know, and kind of offset my next stick and then offset my next stick. Yeah, and then set my platform over, you know, <clears throat> and it's just multiple, it's just and it, it, trial and error. And, and I'd asked you like, what side do you put your platform on? And you put yours on the right. So the first time I said, I put it on the left. The second time I put it on the right and I felt more comfortable putting it on my left. So everybody's going to be different. What, right. what your comfort. So, is. but what is the purpose in your comfort? So for me, the biggest thing is me being able to sit there for multiple hours. Nope. So I want what, to be comfortable. What do your sticks have to do with you being comfortable? Because that last stick I also use as a step if I need to get around the tree. So, and to your point, I know why you put yours on the right, like you said, because you can use, you put your platform on the right, your sticks are on the left at about a 90 degree. Mm-hmm. Because you can use that last step to get around the tree to your strong side of shooting. Um, which makes sense, which is why I did it. So I think I'll continue to do that, but I just need to find the right the right spot to put it. Right, and it's just going to take doing it. See, over and, and over again, again, that's going to be the tree. Uh, the tree will dictate that because if it's a skinnier tree, it doesn't have to be as far around. Right, you know, it can be right there. I mean, exactly at a ninety degree. So do you do you run in and all these things are popping in my head as we're talking about it. So putting the platform up, and my last stick is right there, running into the it hitting the, hitting your the, straps. Yeah, pushing the platform down and it's biting into the the strap of my stick. Right. So now I got to move that shit around. And- I my the base of my platform, I try and make it just above my strap. I don't mind having to step down onto my stick. stick a little bit if I'm trying to walk around so the tree. So do your straps for your stick, are they are they much higher? Do they come down at an angle or do you try and put no, them No, I try and, level and keep the them as, as, I try and get them as tight as I can level so that when I set my sticks, I may have an and inch And that's the drawback of the daisy chain. Is you're forced to whatever that hole is, right. is what you've got right. to deal with. Right, yeah. so normally on a daisy chain, that daisy chain. Joel has a lot to say about this. That 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 daisy chain is going to be higher, right? You know when you see, you know, set that stick. Yeah. So that all right. So that's different because you're now, using the mod where you wrap and tie. Right. So now the other thing that you can do with a daisy chain. So let's say you're. I don't know how long your daisy chains are, but so let, let's you say you're. Show it to you. Yeah, you're on a. <laughs> you know, let's say a, an eight ten inch diameter tree. And so you bring your daisy chain around, and there's just really not a good spot for it without it being 
without you dropping four to six inches. Right. Bring your daisy chain around once more. So double wrap. If it's a smaller tree. See, I haven't climbed a small tree yet. Right. They've all been And that's pretty- why I said it's going to dictate how long your daisy right. chain is, what size your tree is. But you can you can come around that tree twice right. and see where you And it might land in a better spot. In a better spot. Yep, yep. that makes sense. But overall, I mean, I, I think it's a cool way to hunt. I haven't quite figured out how to hunt to my weak or shoot to my weak side yet. So I'm, I pretty much have 180 degrees. I, I feel comfortable shooting. Um, but I figure with time, it'll just, yeah, and that's why I told you it like, honestly, the first time I went to hunting height, I brought my bow. Yeah. Brought my bow up. I kind of got set up, figured out what worked for me, what didn't work for me. Um, you know, what height was best for where I was going to land my bow. You where know? are you going to hang it from Hang it from the tree? Right, yeah. you know, because there's like, like I said, when when nothing's going on, I'm down, I'm sitting, my knees are into the tree, and I, I'm just kind of hanging out there. So if I put the bow where it's more, it's more easily accessible when I'm in a leaning p- position... When I'm in a sitting position, I'm reaching way up. Yeah. So normally I try and keep it a little bit lower because one of the things that you'll find is that it's really easy to, to shoot your bow from that sitting position. So that was another thing. It, I, I keep talking. Sorry. No, you're good. All right. The, uh, so almost that second sit with the Sunday evening, almost the entire time when I would sit, try and sit and put my knee against the tree, I mean, it was putting huge pressure on my knees and it took me three hours to figure out that if i arch my back and like stick your butt out it takes the pressure off your knees Mm -hmm. so i'm like fuck all these little things like you don't realize until just i'm like fuck my back hurts i'm like oh wait that feels better all right (laughs) fuck yeah i'll do it this way but there's a there's just a lot of shit when it comes to saddle hunting yeah it's kind of like what we do for a living there's there's so many different aspects to what we do as far as, you know, either a fire alarm sprinkler or whatever. You you can't just teach that in a day. And yeah. there may be things that you may go six months, you know, you may go a year and not see that until, you know, and it's more of a, a learn-as-you-go situation. And saddle hunting is, is definitely one of those. There's so many different scenarios that come into play that dictate exactly how you, how your hunt's going to go. And if you don't practice or don't commit to trying it, yep, you'll never figure those little things out. Right. Yeah. Well, that was kind of it for me for a saddle hunt. I mean, I think it's cool. Um, I like the lightness of it. Like, I mean, you can walk through the woods and it's, you know, it's not so bulky. And I would say <laughs> so, like for myself, and, and I, I've, I've realized it, you know, I think about it more while I'm in a, while I'm saddle hunting, like picking up my binos and looking in my binos or picking up my range finder and looking through my range finder, or maybe I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm pulling a, a pullover off or putting one on doing that in a tree stand in a climber or even in a lock on, you were always trying to find that third point of contact or for myself, even if I was, if I'm like range finding, I'm putting my knee against the top if I'm standing <laughs> up because Funny you, you kind of get that whole like yeah, yeah. woozy, you know, like am I falling feeling and you're not. Um, that's one of the good things about the 
the saddle is that you've always got that point of contact. You know, even even like when you're in the setting position, you can you can rotate your body around and put your hip into the tree and shoot and that's way more stable than you'll ever be in any other kind of of hunting situation. Yeah, so going back to the, you know, the day I fell, I got I still got back up in the tree and then I hunted out of the saddle that afternoon. So the last couple times I've hunted, I've been back in my climber. And speaking about that, it felt weird because I go to stand up just to kind of stretch. And it's like, you know, I'm constantly, I'm constantly holding on to something versus in the saddle. I'm not, I feel safer in the saddle, but I I wasn't whole, you know, in the saddle, you, you're, you're there. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, like you said, you always got that feel like you've got that third point of contact, man. And that, and that, climber this weekend i mean just standing up yeah i mean you stand up i'm just like oh man yeah this feels kind of weird and and i i mean i know I, I i do it like if i'm standing up i i cannot stand up in my climber without i've got and i may i may not be putting pressure on my top part of my climber but i'm touching that as i'm standing because mentally it's steadying me yeah. i'm not putting any pressure but it's there and in the saddle <laughs> I'm free balling up there, man. Yeah. You know, it's well, just... You're, you're cradled in like you feel right. safe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's... And, and I, honestly, the more you will work on the... the Probably the biggest thing I had to overcome was doing the side pressure, which is putting both of your feet on the side of the stand. And... That, that right there is just kind of uneasy. Yeah. Because if you do that on a climber, it's coming down, <laughs> yeah. right? You right. know, versus doing that on a platform for saddle hunting. I mean, you, you really got to that part. You need to sit and practice well, in your yard if you've got the trees. Yeah. So, like Saturday morning, you know, I said that tree. I had to kind of corkscrew up the tree, and once I get the platform up, I, I I get it on the only decent part of that oak tree that it would go. But then once I got up there everything that I needed to pay attention to was like at my five o'clock. So I spent most of that hunt with one foot on my platform, one foot on my sticks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's cause it allowed me to rotate around to where I could see. And even though that was my weak side, that still like where you were expecting the deer to come. From. That's right. Yeah. And, but I am, I'm I'm okay with shooting to that side just because I've 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 made it I've practiced it you know yeah. and I, and you know what I found that that I like with the saddle I like the smaller trees I don't much so care to get in the bigger trees that I would in a climb I think the platform yeah. does better yeah. on a a smaller diameter like tree how, how small of a like I like something about the size, maybe a basketball, maybe yeah. a little smaller than a basketball. Yeah, because the ones I've climbed were probably I don't know, 18, 12, 18 inches across. Yeah, you know, so pretty big trees. If you find a smaller tree, you know, the size of a basketball, maybe a little smaller. Yeah, you're gonna find it's like it's a good different. dodgeball that you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but but you're gonna find it. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot different. And you feel a lot safer for some reason. So yeah. I mean, even though you're going to get the same height, 16, 17, whatever. See, I, I've only gone those four sticks get me about twelve to fifteen feet. Yeah. Right. So even even in the smaller tree, you know, you're going to feel, man, this feels so much safer than that big tree. And I, and I and I know it's just 
your mind, you know, telling right. yourself, you know, only got two teeth biting into this tree, but with that smaller tree, that platform really bites down with it, all yeah, the teeth. Yeah, you know, hold of you the know. whole tree. So the where I've got the presets at over there at Bobcat. Yeah. <clears throat> so it it it's probably about an eight inch diameter tree, and uh, but I will tell you, it moves. Yeah. The tree <clears throat> moves. The the tree moves. Like you'll yeah. you'll do something. Like I'll maybe when I when I come out of my sitting position, I, I'm stretching my legs. You know. Just that whole straightening up and leaning puts that weight outward, and then you realize, hey, I'm rocking. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the, uh, the lock-on we have at uh, the buck trail. Man, if, if you lift your cheek to fart, that tree's... <laughs> it makes the leaves move. You're like, That's a fucking deer. <laughs> <laughs> if the wind's blowing, you're like, okay. Right. Uh, yeah. All right, boom. <laughs> so, Joel, you, you don't have any interest in trying it or just not there yet well i mean i've only tried it being six foot off the ground i mean i feel like it'd be a whole different ball game when you're actually up there you know yeah and, and i probably wouldn't be in the opportunity or the position to try it like i have been if it wasn't for leon yeah you know kind of no that's not true it's not even true i gave you everything i owned and said here take this with you yeah but and you kept it for what two weeks no uh, yeah, but I knew it wasn't mine, and I and didn't, you didn't do any. I didn't have I. So my my holdback was dropping the fucking money. It's you're gonna drop six hundred to a thousand bucks. It, well, to get into it, not necessarily. I don't have near that tied up into it. Near that, I've got what a summit viper will cost you tied up into mine. Yeah, that's it. You know, I mean, that, that's honestly all I got. Yeah, you know, if you. Yeah, I don't have the EDP. Yeah, I don't have the wingman. What do you you? What's your platform? Platform is the Hawk. Okay, uh, is the Hawk, Hawk platform. Helium. So you know, I mean, and I found that thing on sale for fifty bucks. Right, right. Take it. But so, at the same time, because I've got the Hawk helium, and that's the one I started out with. And if you cam that son of a bitch over, yep. it's going to be there. Yeah, because a don't, lot of you know, I see a lot of don't people buy into all this whole bullshit from these tethered fanboys that if you're not buying a tethered pack x x predator xl predator pack and you're not buying the predator platform and you know then anyway yeah everything else is junk other than that they're the same fuckers that are wearing sitka yeah so you know i mean i see a lot i see a lot on the the saddle hunting forums that you know a guy just buys, you know, he's trying to save money instead mm-hmm. of diving into this spending thirteen hundred bucks to oh, buy yeah. all this top of the line shit. Which that's all great stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong, but why dump that kind of money into it if you don't know if that's what you really want to do? So yeah, start out with the cheaper stuff. Yeah, like your first bow is not yeah your first hundred dollar Matthews. Yeah, but you know, so these guys are, hey man, what do y'all think about this Hawk platform? And then everybody's bashing it. Well, you can't get it to, to cam right. Well, if you tow it in, that son of a gun's going to seat just like any other platform's going to seat. It's yeah. gonna, it's there, but you just have to do that. Then you've got your your minimalists that <coughs> like every like they weigh every fucking thing they to touch. To the ounce, those are hikers, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and now, now after going to Ohio, I mean, I can see you know. I can see like wanting to shave five pounds, you yeah. know, something like that. Not this whole, you know. Well, I can. I if I spend three hundred and eighty-five dollars, I can get three sticks that weigh eight pounds, or I can spend 
150 bucks and get three sticks that weigh 10 pounds. You know, right. you're shaving it's, it's two, two pounds. pounds. Right. right. Here's a good idea. Fucking walk your fat ass around the block a couple of times and lose that two pounds and <laughs> right. save yourself 200 bucks. Well, you know, I mean, like talking about Ohio, that the ATV trail going, yep. it was pretty good climb getting up there with a saddle. That would make more sense. Like trying to haul a climb. Dude, I would back. hate to fall with a climber on my back going and some of that stuff was slick as shit yeah you'd be a turtle stuck on your back that would be bad that would be bad you would you know you you have a lot of these guys that are talking about they're talking about shaving ounces Mm -hmm. i mean it it, it, there it's that bad to where it's like oh i gotta shave dude if an ounce is making the difference from you buying this for two hundred dollars versus this for six hundred dollars man you well that's what i said this is how stupid they are They'll go and spend three, four, five hundred dollars on sticks, and then drill holes in them to lighten them up. To lighten them. See, and that's that's why I said that's hiker shit. Because my wife, she hikes the AT. You know what the truth is? They probably got like two inch dicks, and they're trying to make up for something <laughs> by spending a lot of money. Yes, it's like the dudes Man, with the. I'm poor. Big I must trucks. have a huge one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Joel's got a big ass. Tundra. What do you make it? What do you is that making well, up? What are you compensating for? Right. <laughs> I'd be driving a little Tacoma, man, if I didn't have to tow a trailer all the time. Do you still have that little Tacoma? I got my little white one, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't run. It just needs, needs a tune up. Needs a tune up. Oh. Spark plugs. It's kind of misfiring a little bit. You just got too comfortable driving that big Yeah. Oh, and he's gonna put a he's Southern Public sticker on his Hell uh, yeah! Do you see tundra. mine shining nice and bright out there today? Oh yeah, that's what was that? What? <laughs> were, no, you weren't following us out. He, what made you bring? You brought that up last night when you called me. Mm. I know we hunted Sunday morning. He's like, you might want to leave that tailgate down. It's got something. <laughs> 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 I thought the same thing. I'm like my fucking truck. Like you know my truck when you see it. Yeah, and it's not a big truck, but it's a truck that you know you see that sticker. You're like, yep. That's the one. Yeah. I don't care. I told Joel last night I'm going to make one that all the way across the tailgate of my hunting truck. Right. Let <laughs> From one side know, or the dude. other. Dude, let them know. We're just helping so, the world. That's all we're doing. Trying to. I mean, just. just Making everybody better hunters. You know, <laughs> we just, can't kill a fucking deer. <laughs> right. Well, the hunting public's having a rough time this year, too. So Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. You know, and I. I Man, see, you're going to get me started. So so we started this podcast mainly just to sit around and bullshit and tell hunting stories, but, you know, to, you know, kind of not that we're professionals or anything, but we've we've been doing it for a while and just kind of just tell some people, you know, right. like like the dude that, you know, on the that we talked about on the last podcast, you know, he finally killed his his first buck on Eglin. You know, and from listening to the podcast, he put two and two together on, you know, where to look and where to scout and whatnot. And he used the nose down calming Mm -hmm. spray and he called Jeff Adams, you know, so, you know, but you know what he didn't do? He didn't try and figure out where the hell we're hunting at. Right. You know, and yeah, he found his own deer. So just, just don't be a dick, Yeah, you know, and like be like, oh, there's so much public land around here that... I mean, and and it's funny because I, I don't know if we touched on it last time, but on the last podcast, but we don't we haven't had an issue with moving a camera or just putting a camera up in an area 
that were like, you know, hey, I'm going to throw a camera up here. And guess what? There's a fucking big buck there. So. Oh, either, yeah, there's big bucks all over. Right. I so mean, you use, can find one. use the information we're giving you and try and figure it out. You know, to me, it'd be more satisfying to, yeah. you know, not to sit there and hit replay a hundred times and say, what did he say again? Wait a minute. Yeah. You, you know what? And we're just assuming that's happening. We're just yeah. looking at, you know, <laughs> where are these people? Where do they park all the time? Where are they driving? Oh, man, there's got to be some deer in there. I'm going to go and check that right. out. Yeah. Nah, I want to go where I don't see people. Yeah, and see, and, and, I, and guess what? There's yeah. not pressure there, and guess what? I'm seeing bucks. Right. And not only that, a lot of the people that we're seeing, they park in the same spot, hunt the same area, day yep. in, day out, and that's the only place they go. And those deer figure them out real oh, yeah. quick. They're, How they're, about this? The places that you see that is a pull-off in the woods, like they're just solid woods. Right down the dirt road, you see a pull-off. I'm not hunting around a pull-off. Because everybody and their brother's going to park right. right there, and you know they ain't going to go two to five, two to four or five hundred yards max. Mm-hmm. So that place is getting pressure. Go find somewhere that doesn't have a pull off, and and go pile out and see what you find. Yeah, and there's a yeah. lot of places that we we drive by that we keep our eyes on. Hey man, there's nobody hunting over here. Nobody. Right. We pull it up on Onyx Hunt Stand, whichever one you prefer. And we start looking then, and it's going, you know, we get to our tree stand that morning, it's before daylight, and we're like, hmm, let me look at this area I just went by, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So they got some planted pines in there. Or, hey, it looks like they got some oaks in there, you know. Creek runs through there, and it's got a nice little pinch point, or, you know. And uh, yeah, one day you, we decide to check it out, and lo and behold, there's some big deer in right. there, you know. There's a lot of bucks around. I a mean, lot of places, it's just like that, you know, yeah. places that everybody just keeps going by. I mean, definitely pay attention where you see people's trucks. Right. That's very important because now. Avoid those spots. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let them have it. Go find places that every time you drive by there, there's never anybody there. Go yeah. find you, drive down the main roads, pay attention to the roads that you're passing. Like, so it hasn't rained here since Wednesday of last week so you're driving down these roads and you find an old dim road that that cuts off there's no tire tracks on it we just come out of the weekend there's a pretty good chance that nobody's hunting it mm-hmm. drive down there go i mean stop right there pull up your onyx look and see what terrain features are over there there, there may be some planted pines back in there you know something that 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 you know that, you know, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to drop a camera in there or hell, I'm going to go in there and just set up on the edge and, you know, that you stand a really good chance of killing a deer. And that's one of the benefits of the area we live in is it's sandy soil. You yes. don't know if there's deer crossing that, that hiking trail, that road, whatever it is you decide to walk down. Just through the woods, period. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll know if there's deer, you'll know if there's people, you'll know, you know, what kind of pressure is happening. Start paying attention also where you see those tracks. I mean, you can literally be a good hunter, and all you do is track roads. Yeah. That's all you oh, yeah. I mean, literally, I've been watching this one spot, and I was just telling Shane this today. Every single time I drive down this road, I'm, you can almost put money on it. There's going to be deer fresh cross track. right there a fresh every track. single time. And I, and I was telling him, I've been eyeing that there's a pine tree that you can jack way up, and it's a pretty thick section, but I, you can get – I mean, 40 foot of this pine tree. And I guarantee you, you once you get that high, you'll holes. be able to see down in the holes. Yeah. So that is another spot. Come gun, probably go try that. And not know? only that, make sure if you find a spot like that, you have a buddy 
because when you hit the ground, you're going to be like, where the hell's this deer at? <laughs> you can point him in yeah, that you, direction. Okay, so He's right over there. Yeah. So when you shoot a deer, pay attention to where the last place you saw him, the last place you saw him, take your phone out, take a picture of that terrain. That's the last place I saw him. That way, when you get on the ground, you can say, okay, well, this is, this is the tree he went by. This is the bush. This is the palmetto flat, yep. whatever it may be. Because yeah. like, like Shane said, when you hit the ground, it looks everything looks different. different. Yeah. That's a very yeah. good, that's a good thing and to do for sure. You know, and not only that, you know, even though you do I, see, I do have good advice every. <laughs> I mean, you have to do that when you can't see blood. So I mean, any little thing. Like All right. <laughs> but you know, talking about even even if you're seeing people in a section that you want to look at, you're seeing people there. Learn how to hunt the hunters. Find out where they're going. You know, yeah, the deer know where they're at and get way away from them. You know, even if you, you know, somebody else is parked on the other side of that section. I mean, you know what? I'll go down here and I'll come in the back way and, uh, you know, catch the deer coming this way. Sorry, that was a little hand shift of beer. <laughs> this is my last beer for this evening. I think we've probably talked two hours. Almost. So that gives you a lot of stuff to have to. The good news is, is I don't have a whole lot of shit to edit this time. Well, that's good. So when do you think you're going to get uh, episode eight done? You're going to put out both of them at the same time? No. No, that'd be too much for these I people. I think he's to... going to start trying to do like one behind. That was strategy. All that t- right. all that talk about it kept messing <laughs> up. Nah. <laughs> that he's was, like, we're yeah. going to record nine and we'll put out eight. Yep. And then we'll record ten and put one out one behind. Yep. Yep. Which, I mean, that wouldn't be a bad expectation for me, us to record on a Monday and me release it the following Monday. Give me, give me a week yeah. during hunting season and yeah. all. I mean, I mean, Hey, we, we want to hunt. Right. So. Right. All we're doing is, is sitting around a table talking. Doug is the one having, <laughs> he's got to do having. all the damn work. I mean, if you think about right. it, he's over there pulling his hair out. I mean, literally. Oh, and that, man, that last episode <laughs> between the, between the, blunders of people talking about stuff they shouldn't talk about and then the the tracks what it, what ended up happening was they just they didn't I'm I'm assuming they didn't record right something I'm, I'm not positive yet I still, I still haven't got it figured out I'm, I say we blame Dwayne <clears throat> fourth yeah. <laughs> yeah he's not here so we can blame him <laughs> this would be my fourth attempt at uh trying to put it out so I mean I've I got it all the way through to the end to uploading it and it said uh, it got to ninety nine percent loaded and said file could not load. So, yeah. well, dude, I, I, on on Facebook, I think we're over five hundred people now. Um, I mean, it's it's cool to see, and I I, I think we're shadow banned because of dead hogs and no, I you know, and maybe it's just me. Maybe because you might be a little sensitive. No, because I'm an admin on there. Maybe Facebook just assumes that I see the posts. But a lot of times I don't even know that anybody posted anything until somebody says that they, because it never shows up on my feed. Well, see, it does, my, like when I post it, it shows up on my regular feed. Oh, see, mine doesn't. You might need to check your settings or something. I'm not, I, I may know. have it blocked. A bunch of assholes. On but yeah, you know, and and you know, you and I've talked. There's there's some things that we can we can do to see if it you know boosts the how how it's seen. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. Where you know, 
we we probably should have started this in like January or February after that hunting we, season. That way we would be hunting, but we would come out of hunting, and then we would really actually focus on this because we keep talking about this stuff that we're gonna do that we're looking at and you know right. and so we're too busy hunting yeah well georgia wanted to know my daughter well, what are you guys going to do when hunting season's over what are you going to talk about she's like you should talk it's about, always hunting you should talk about fishing i don't fish i don't fish much anymore yeah it's easy for joe he can just step out his back door in his underwear right well i live on the coast so uh you know saltwater fish yeah i'll tell you what i want to start doing is is try to do a little bit of shed hunting I was thinking about that yesterday or over the weekend. Like, Man, but here you go, grid right. walking planted pines. It's fucking hot. Yep. Yeah, but you got you got to catch it right because I mean the damn squirrels have that shit eat up so fast mm-hmm. and carried off. It just but no one walks the planted pines. I bet you could find them in there because there's damn rattlesnakes as big as your leg. That's as I got Doug with me, he beat me with a stick. Couldn't He's scared to death of a spider. He'll step so on the rattlesnake. Joe. Rattlesnake, though. snakes don't bother me. I can't stand them. Like a Some bitch can bitches. kill me. I ain't. Yeah. Right. I stepped on one that was probably about five foot long, five and a half foot long. I was in Planted Pines, and uh, I was going in to check a camera, and I was walking down the road, and deer crossed the road in front of me, but I had to keep going down the road and then cut into into those same Planted Pines, so. I checked my camera. I said, well, I'm just going to slip up through these pines, see if I can slip up and see where these deer are at. So I'm not not paying attention to where I'm stepping. I'm looking, you know, through the bottom of these pines, you know, looking and looking. And I stepped on squishy, you know. It was, it was just squishy. <laughs> you know? I've never heard a rattlesnake called squishy. <laughs> and, and so I looked back, and luckily it was going the same direction I was. So I stepped about the last three quarters of the snake's body and i realized it was a rattlesnake and i jumped back and of course it immediately coiled up you know and i'm trying to figure out how am i going to take care of this and you just turn around and go back the way you came mm-hmm. no so i take your pants because <laughs> there's a pile of shit in. <laughs> I, I grabbed a bunch of branches and bushes you know limbs and stuff and threw it on top of them so all i could find was a piece of lighter that was probably about two foot long and that that was the biggest thing that was in those planted pines so i threw brush on top of it so that if it did try and strike at me i had a little bit of a a shield there and i just beat it with a stick and that snake was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> so the, the, the he, trees uh, are falling down on top of it. i laid him on the i got a picture of him on the tailgate of my truck and his head is at one cable and his tail's hanging off the other side. Joel was coming out of a section a couple of years ago during late muzzleloading and runs across the damn big rattlesnake, shoots him, shoots at him with a muzzleloader, misses him. <laughs> There's still like a day or two left. He's like, I'm not hunting anymore. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> so Jeff Adams is deathly. Yeah, he's scared to death of snakes. I hate him. <laughs> so was it that you and him? That went into the section? Yes. Yeah, so we, back, it used to be really thick. I just don't like rattlesnakes. <clears throat> I don't blame you. That's like pretty much the only... I can see any other kind of snake. I don't like snakes and I don't like bears. Black racer, I'll go over there and kick at them and they'll be... You know how they do their tail? Yeah. 
trying to sound like they're bad, you know what I mean? And I'll go up there and just kick them upside the head and they just, they go off. Yeah. You know. So Jamie and, and Jeff were, were going into that section uh, from the West and it was, you know, it used to be thick. And so it was like, you had to kind of squat down and go duck. through and he ducked down. And whenever he ducked down, he ducked down and there was a big old rattlesnake right there. Y'all run into two he, of them. Yeah. So he, it, I swore to God, he was going to cry. He's like, I, we got to go. We got to go. I got to go right now. I, and he's like holding on to the back of my shirt. He's like, get me the fuck out of here right now. I'm like, dude, just we'll walk around it. It's going to be fine. Just relax, man. So we get around it and he's still like, he's he's watching the snake and holding on to my shirt tail like, motherfucker. And we walk like 20 yards and there's another one like stretched out like six foot long just a, he's like get me the fuck out of here right now and he's like almost <laughs> like i had to carry him he was like do not do not leave me in here he was scared to death jamie kept me from getting bit oh the one you beat the <laughs> beat with a stick the tore the we were we were scouting a ridge and so like jeff adams was down towards the bottom and then jamie and then myself and again, I mean, I'm not, I'm just not looking for snakes. I, it just, I, spiders are up in the air, so I can't look down and look up. <laughs> so, and Jamie yells at me, you know, snake, you know, and I jump back and like this uh, adrenaline dump comes over and I'm like looking for something to kill him with. He struck at me. And so I'm looking for something to kill him with. I can't, so I literally grab a limb and I just tear the limb off. And just he he looked like a possessed. I'm like, what the fuck happened to Doug? Do you know what I mean? He was just like, "Ah, ah." like, well, so how many rattlesnakes have you seen? In you know, man, I couldn't. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of them. I see. My best story was how many have not rattled? None of them. I've never had one rat not rattle before I saw it. Or before yeah, w- I, when you get startled, it startles the snake, and he'll start rattling. I've seen. Have you seen pygmy, the little pygmy rattlesnakes? Yeah. Them fuckers will hide, man. You can't see those things. So I was sorry. The f bombs are dropping. I'm I was three beers in. Uh, I was. Uh, <laughs> I worked for a company, and I was a project manager. And so my my truck that I used was a an old Terminex Dodge Dakota with the metal shell on it. You know. And so I had broke loose from work early and I just, I planned on it. So I had my bow and everything. Matter of fact, I was, I was going over to hunt the little triangle over there. And, uh, <clears throat> so I, I go up past the pond. It was back when you used to go in through there <clears throat> and you know where the clay pits on, on the right, right there. So I'm coming up the hill and I top the hill and there's one stretched out across the clay road. And, uh, so I trying to run him over you know, run over his head with the tire. And so I back up. And so I go look in the, in the back of the truck and all I've got is, I don't know if you know what a boss man shovel is or trenching shovel. It's about that wide, but it's only about four foot long. So not quite brave enough to, to use that. So I'm digging around in the back of the truck and it's a six foot stepladder back there. (laughs) So I, I pulled the six foot stepladder out and I'm holding it by the base of the rungs, and I beat the snake with a six-foot ladder, and then lay the the 
very top step on his head, and I've got the boss man shovel in my hand, and I jump up on the rungs, and I shuffle my feet. So I'm keeping pressure on his head so he can't get loose. And I go over there, and I cut his head off, and I look up, and the man's right there. He was probably laughing his ass off. Like, so he the- was. He gets out. He is he is laughing his ass off. <laughs> and uh, so, and at the time, I didn't know that you couldn't kill rattlesnakes there. And so he comes, he comes up, you know, and he says, "Man, I've got to say, I've never seen anybody kill a snake with a with a, a six foot step ladder." <laughs> and uh, so he says, uh, "He says, you know, that's like that's worse than shooting a spotted fawn." And I said, maybe so. I said, but there's two things out here in these woods that's going to kill me. I said, that's another hunter and a rattlesnake. I said, I can't do anything about the other hunters. I said, but I can do a whole lot about these rattlesnakes. And he says, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you loose. I, you know, because he said, I hate them son of a bitches too. He said, but, uh, you know, just, just so you know, you know, don't do that again. I said, well, can I keep? He said, man, that'd be like asking me if you could keep a spotted fawn if you killed it. No, you can't. <laughs> he says, so just, you know, just get rid of it. You know, so I took the shovel and I'm like, all right, so it's a big old pine tree. I'm going to lay him right here by this pine tree. I'm going to go hunt on my way back. I'm going to get him, you know, come back. He's gone. I would guarantee you that. That guy's got a cool hat band. That man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. You remember Hank? We called him Hank Jr. He looked just like Hank Williams Jr. I don't remember him. Had the beard, wore the aviator sunglasses i mean you would have you'd have been like fuck man you that bad off that you you're working for the man now speaking of joel knowing people why is it that the law yeah so explain this to it yeah so your first and last name i just and i think he had a number like prisoner number (laughs) 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 he sure did he because so he he pulled up and uh which i didn't know he had dumped the other guy out and i guess yeah the, he surprised me yeah like, i was like who the heck is this <laughs> so i guess maybe they saw the the headlights yeah and uh so he dumped the other guy out and the other uh justin justin come pulling up and i told jamie i said he's gonna hit that fucking guide wire he's gonna hit that because you know, like i'm thinking he doesn't see it you know and i don't think he did either at first and then he kind of adjusted not to hit that guide wire which would have been uh, and that would have been ridiculous right <laughs> you know and uh so he gets out and it, you know so we're sitting there shooting the shit with him and you know did y'all see anything and i was like no i said i think joel and all i wasn't sure what you had done you know <laughs> and i was like i think joel saw some but yeah no you know and uh then i see the flashlight and i was like oh he's got a buddy with him and uh, he, anyways i said i think joel he goes joel hoskins and I was like, yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> Guy with a badge and a gun knows who you are. Did he write you that ticket last year? No, no, he, w- he wouldn't probably have. It was the older guy, that, the uh, brown hair. I haven't seen that guy again. Yeah, but he was like yeah. clean cut, like uh, he didn't wear a ball cap. And what did you get a ticket for? Same thing. Jeff did. Yeah, same not, day. <clears throat> not same checking day. in the deer right there. Yeah. Basically, when you harvest a deer, you have to at least, if you don't have service for cell phone to be able right. to do it online or calling in or whatever, um, basically, you have to at least write it on a piece of paper saying, I killed this, blah, 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 this county, this date, blah, blah, you know. 
right. what it was. And then you're covered. But I didn't do that. I didn't know. The, yeah, if you don't so, have cell service, you kind of think, well, I'll get up to where I have cell service yeah. and then do it up. Well, see, and, and Jeff tried. So Jeff's app wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Like, it just it wouldn't work. And we get there, and of course we get there, and there's three game wardens there. And so Jeff gets out of the truck and says, hey, FYI, hands him the phone. The dude fixes his, fixes the issue and then writes him a fucking ticket. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> pretty much what happened. <laughs> Jamie. Exactly. Jamie's like, man, we're going to jail. We go, I, I was hot. Yeah. Doug's Obviously, talking. I'm oh. not trying to do anything illegal. Well, I literally just walk right up to you. Right. Who you are the law. That's what I was saying. I'm asking <sighs> you. Can I said, hey, man, can you help me do this? Because every other time I've had Dwayne or somebody else do it for me. Right. You know, so I was like, I haven't had to do it myself. So I was like, hey, can you show me how to do this? I'm, you know, I pulled in here You're to right. ask you. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, you should have already done that. Here, let me write you a ticket. Oh, I told yeah. him. I said, You're a fucking asshole. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, like, Doug. <laughs> I'm like, dude, don't. Come I on. wasn't even getting the ticket, dude, but I was mad. Like, I was, going it was jail. very ridiculous. Yeah. Sure. I was really mad. I said, That's fucked up, man. That is completely fucked up. <laughs> and and Justin, you know, Justin's like, I, I wouldn't, you know. And I'm like, I, I, Actually, I was talking, because Jeff and, and that game warden were over at the table. And I was like, is he writing him a ticket? And I asked Justin that, and he and he was like, yeah. And I was like, are you really writing him a fucking ticket, dude? That is fucked up, you know. And I was like, you're you're being an asshole, you know. And dude looks at me, and Jamie's like, Doug, dude, come on, <laughs> we're going to jail, man. We're going to jail. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. ridiculous. It though. is. It was. I mean, go after the people that are trying to break the law. Yeah. Obviously, if I'm trying to be an outlaw. You're I'm not, not going to walk up anyway. to you and you're, be like, hey, man, how do you do this? You're a terrible no, outlaw. No, I'm going to freaking take that son of a gun to the house and be an outlaw. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to do what's right. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 the part that really... I If I would have known that by asking him, he would have wrote me a ticket, I would have freaking just said, screw it. I'll figure it out. Do you yeah. know what? Honestly, if I'd have known, I wouldn't have said a fucking word because he probably... Wouldn't have well, asked. Well, they ask when you check your, when you have to do your stuff, when you check the deer in on the thing, it gives you a number. Yeah, you and have to have asking, a confirmation He was number. asking for that confirmation. Yeah. The game warden did. Yeah. But you don't have to when you check your deer in, do you? Yes. Yes. Do I don't think they got mine when I, I shot that six point last year. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Maybe. Well, I don't know. All I know is you have to at least write it on a piece of paper. And then I think you have 24 hours. Well, all right then. That's a lot of talking. It was. It's uh, to cut 11 minutes yeah. off of it. Right? Yeah, that's easy to do. Just cut everything that we'll see you, man. John said. Yeah. <laughs> see you, brother. So, all right, well, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, again, go check us out on social media. Let us know you're there. I mean, uh you know, like we said, I think maybe we're shadow banned or something. So yeah, we're gonna try and I'm gonna start. You guys need to send me some pictures, or you have the ability to to post pictures on there. So just start just throwing stuff out there. It doesn't matter, yeah. you know, as long as it's yep. not giving your your spot away. Um, but you know, just if you're out there, man, comment on our posts. Uh, you know, there's a 
visitors post whatever you know where you can go in there and make your own post you know or let us know what you you want us to talk about yeah i mean tell us criticize us tell us that you know (laughs) jamie sucks and you you know you know who joel the outlaw is and (laughs) all that good stuff but (laughs) we're on instagram we're on uh facebook so go give us a follow a like and uh we'll catch you on the next one we appreciate y'all see ya see ya these are my people to my house.